Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television. Recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celebrity shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia, and I'm currently recovering from realizing how similar I'm Your Baby Tonight by Whitney Houston sounds to the X-Men cartoon theme song. Yes, the animated series. Like, this was information just dropped on us immediately before we started recording. And, and now I'm... I can't get... I'm, I can't get her singing over sped up with the x-men theme out of my head (laughs) me either (laughs) oh my goodness but we're in some good moods today it's new franchise time everybody yes new everything breath of fresh air a breath of fresh air oh i hated myself for saying it i'm sorry everybody stuck inside with me too long i have i've been with you for too long relationship (laughs) wow the truth finally comes out coming out out with the with the flames wow speaking of relationship banter if you are not bothered by what you're hearing be sure to check us out Uh, if you haven't already listened to our love is blind recap and our i love the year 2000 recap for free or listen to the episodes that are going to be rolling out on our patreon part two plus the additional 2000s years yes pretty cool right speaking of patreon also (laughs) just segue on segue i want to thank our first couple of patrons thank you so much for donating bosh laura and spencer yes thank you very much we are so grateful i mean we're grateful to everybody but I mean, the fact that anybody would want to pay to hear us talk more is mind-blowing to me. Yes. I mean, I love it, and, like, I'm so grateful, and if anybody else wants to do that, feel free to donate to Rewind the Love podcast on Patreon. Yes. It really does mean a lot. We really do appreciate it. Yes. And if you're not in a financial place to donate, we totally understand. It's hard out here for a pimp. Please leave us reviews. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell friends who don't suck. Five stars, please. Yeah, it helps get... The word out about us gets on gets us on more people's radars and you can say like oh yeah i've been listening to them for a while i know all about them you can just be cooler than everybody else i don't fucking know don't throw at me with a good time oh my gosh <laughs> oh i can't wait to talk about it first i guess just some other basic stuff out of the way if yes. you want to watch along with us we can go back to more streaming platforms because this is like a major show you can watch it on hulu tubi or Amazon Prime, and I just am going to recommend that version for reasons that will make better sense later. You're not just going to say Oh, I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to save it because it's fun. It made Sonya it made literally d- get I up, swear open to God, the door to the I, room and be like, oh my God. Because y'all know, or for anybody who hasn't listened to us before, well, welcome. Uh, But for those of you who do listen to us, you know that we take our notes separately. And I always kick Mike out of the room because it's easier to take notes uh, from his PlayStation than it is from, you know, casting it to the TV. And when I'm telling you, I saw this one moment that I fucking, it was like a cartoon moment where you kind of like run in place for a little bit and then you start running. I almost fucking tripped over all of the wires that lead to our bedroom. I like There was a stumble. I whipped the door open and I was like... Amazon! But for reasons, again, that will be explained later. I'm going to make this a very segue-focused uh, <laughs> I I've noticed that. There, I was going to say, because I've got another one. Speaking of shows that are also on Tubi, Mass Singer came to Tubi, and do you know why that's relevant to our show? 
one of these people is on it. Brett Michaels was just revealed to be no, the banana. Really? He was the banana. Somebody, one of our listeners had messaged me that and was like, oh, I can definitely tell that it's Brett. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. And then I never got around to it. And then he just got revealed this week. I never really watched that. I mean, we, used we to, did. We used to watch those clips the just quicker than singing. The problem is it's because it's so fun to watch everybody sing, but the judges are insufferable it does get very irritating. the worst judges of any reality competition show i have ever watched it's a- <sighs> most of the time it's like i feel like there's a lot more cases where i watch a show and i'm like oh i actually like this person a lot better now that i'm watching them judge things i feel like that's how i felt robbie williams is like my main example he always creeped me out after his episode of cribs but there's watching a- him on x factor uk he was uh, there's adorable. a difference though because that's more just kind of like, you know who the people are. Like, that's just like a talent show, whether it's a singer. I know who these people are. Oh, wait. X Factor. I'm, ta- I'm thinking of. Uh, no, I'm talking talent, about but... the judges. No, I'm I know. Ha- but I'm saying these people like the judges. It's the four. There's number one. There's too many judges. You don't need four random people. Plus a bonus one usually, I mean, right? Do, that I don't Whoever know. they're trying to promote. Because I know Will Arnett was doing a couple. And he popped on. No, I mean, like he was one of the judges. Yeah filling in or like an extra i don't remember i just saw that he was going to be on because i feel like for a show like this like for week after week these people singing and then all that is is people sitting up at i don't know i really don't watch it so i'm gonna be like up at their desks i don't know where they sit if they're they're on the table they're they're like a platform aren't they yeah yeah yeah. like all all of them like i feel like it's just it's a show that doesn't necessarily need judges i guess i mean because they're not really judging anything they're trying to guess they're saying who did who did the best it's just a it doesn't matter. Either way, Brett Michaels doesn't was Doesn't America just, vote? Yeah, but I mean, America votes on American Idol and there are still judges. America votes on... Well, they got them there. That's why. Yeah, I guess that's true. And But the voice is... The voice is the same. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Those that's true. Those other ones, they have like coaches. They work one-on-one with them in ways. Like this was something where but I But I just, guess you need somebody to be like the conduit for the audience of like, they don't know either. If you had four like, like comedians that could just banter with each other, it would be a little more tolerable. Yeah. I don't even think that's even like the tip of the iceberg. Like, about who was the one? It. It's like Jenny McCarthy yelled out someone once and you got real angry. Every time, every time Jenny McCarthy says anything, I get mad. But especially in this context, like, like I think it's Michael Jackson. What? Yeah, but he's fucking no, dead. I no, I, I mean, she, that is, that it's sounds an like an exaggeration, but, it but it's not really. Yeah. Anyway, so when Brett Michaels was kicked off, he apparently did an interview with Entertainment Tonight that is relevant to our purposes for a variety of reasons, nice. most notably because he said that he kind of wanted to use this format as an opportunity to bring back Rock of Love in a way. I don't even know if he was necessarily volunteering himself. But he was saying that... The format of the show? Well, not really. He wants to do like a cross between People the walk out. <laughs> so hold on. He said uh, it would be a throwback to the old 70s shows like the dating game where they wouldn't know the, what the other person looked like. And that would basically be the gist. So oh, it's okay. kind of like... Love Connection. No, not Love Connection. What was that the one? The dating game. Oh, it was just called the The one game. that he said. <laughs> The one that he said. Sorry. The dating game. I forgot there was a show with that simple. Yeah, but also it's like, it's got a little bit of. That's when they uh, go like, oh, Bachelor number one, two or three. Yes. A little bit of Joe Millionaire to throw back. A little bit of Love is Blind. And then, of course, the shows that we love and are here to talk about today. Hmm. It's honestly like, because at first I was like, 
he wants to bring it back how disgusting and then i was like well it's not actually a terrible concept it might, yeah if exactly as you say <laughs> not like, the worst i mean it just if it, i would prefer it to not be him you make it on like a hulu or netflix exclusive deal though it'll get why especially in times like these where people, everyone watched tiger king love is blind yeah everyone's got time a show like that drops right now you're flying through it oh absolutely 100 percent. well i mean i feel like it seems like people aren't really being quick to adopt too hot to handle though but we haven't watched it. I've seen a I, few but I feel people like talk I've seen about people it, talk about it but, but I feel like people aren't freaking out about it the same way they were about The Circle and bad. Love is Blind. Mm. I think a lot of people are really focused on 90 Day Fiance right now. Interesting. With Big Ed. We felt, That is true. Big Ed kind of took over everything. Ed Big Head. No neck. Not quite. <laughs> Ed No Neck. No, uh, I've only seen the quick like gifs of him online. I haven't really seen any clips or anything. The only thing I know is that the he... shaved the he, legs thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... Just so Shave your typical. legs. Just the audacity of somebody, it, a man in general, to tell a woman, oh, you'd be more attractive if you shaved your legs. But, like, Stay especially home. somebody who had the audacity. He lied to her, too. He said that he was taller than he was. Oh, I don't know any that details, was a, but I, pajama, I'm not surprised. Pajama Pants broke it down for me. Pajama Pants was like, he shows up at the fucking airport and that girl's face fucking dropped because he he didn't quite catfish her but it seems like he again we don't watch but like it seems like i want to do some research not... to see if he's ever sent her pictures or if like that was the thing video he chatted did. like she's think, had to have seen i don't him. know if he video chatted i don't know i don't know all the details but it seems like he led her to believe some things that were not true and then had the the audacity to be like surprise it's just, well that and it's also like it's disgusting you're not shaving your legs uh, some other interesting things in this interview is that he said he well this week the week that he got kicked off he performed Bob Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door which apparently was a fitting because 10 years to the day of that performance he was in surgery for a nearly fatal brain hemorrhage wow he's got a lot of health issues I guess they're just always it's always something with him he is, they talk about how he's in sheltering in place with his daughters and he's got a book coming out on may 12th untitled brett michaels auto scrap scrapography i promise you it is very confusing to read auto scrapography auto scrapography volume one basically i think it's going to be like a collection of pictures and stories and journal entries and things like that might as well right everybody loves a comeback he also postponed his i guess poison was doing a tour like he was touring i don't know it's postponed because of corona so weren't they touring with that were we looking no that was def leppard and motley crew ah that's who it was yeah Mm. so that's pretty cool porn sugar i mean i'm I'm excited to talk about him in this show. I guess some other stuff that we're watching quick. Little Fires Everywhere. That finale was incredible. If you haven't been watching, go back and watch. Yes. It was entertaining. It's really... I remember because you even said, you're like, am I watching this without you? And I was like, then all right, let me watch another episode. And this was early on. This was episode like three or something. And then I just stayed hooked. Okay. It was good. Yeah, that one's great. Mrs. America just started. It's fine. Also on Hulu. It's fine. You just finished that anime you were watching, right? Yes. Well, you thought well, you finished it. What happened? I found out that, yes, on Netflix, they only have seasons one and two, but I think... Of what's two it called? Is Tell technic- the people what it's called. It's called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes. 
I believe season two on Netflix is Netflix is technically season two and three for what they actually released. Okay. Or how the show sees it, I guess. Got it. Um, but one of my friends who also has Crunchyroll, which has like all anime shows and stuff on it, said I believe there's five or six seasons. Oh wow. So I now need it was like, Oh wow, I finished that. I really want to keep this going and now he's just like, dude, like you're not done yet. And this last season, I know, like I said, it might be two, but it was like 40-something episodes. I know. And it was like every time I would like look over when he was watching it, it would just be like a completely different set. Like I would be like, are any of these people the same people? He's like, yes. How can't you tell? And I'm like. Well, it follows the same like main four to five people. I'm just saying I should but have. But they're always in different situations. It's kind of like. I get it. It's almost like, like a super, saga. It's supernatural. They're all following the main story. But they have the little random episodes where, like, in Supernatural, be like, oh, man, a vampire's taking over this town. Sam and Dean gotta hunt him. Yeah. No, I get it. And, like, I that's just, how this is. Like, they fight random people. I understand. I just, I feel like every time I look over, I'm like, this is You just don't understand anime, show. I guess. Apparently. No. I don't know which one I'll ever get you into. I realized we never talked also about if you need a good true crime doc and you haven't watched this one already, I Love You Now Die. The first half I didn't like. The second half I liked better. It just was. It's. I, and for somebody who's pretty tuned into true crime, like certain cases, I'm like, oh, I don't really care about that. Like, I'm not super interested in that one. It like doesn't really hook me. Which I'm sorry, that sounds pretty insensitive to say about a case wow. where somebody died. But you know, like some cases pique your interest more than others, and this was one I hadn't really paid a ton of attention to, and it actually is like way more involved and super fascinating than I thought. Well, look at you. I know. Well, you you didn't mind it either. No, right? it was pretty good. It's not something that's, it's not as bad. Well, You're not a I true crime not person. Because it wasn't that bad. I do like some true crime. Like, I would not recommend the Aaron Hernandez one. Like, oh, I f- no. I found no, that kind of no, no. like bleh. Boring. Boring. That's where I look at this is I'd be like, yeah, I think people should still see this. I it mean, was, this it was it, interesting. Well, it's because, an interesting sociological thing exactly. that they don't do. You have to just like work yourself through the first episode. Yeah. It's only it, two. Yeah, it's two and it's easy. I mean, not easy because it's pretty difficult subject matter on a variety of fronts. You just get through the episode. Yeah. Quickly is what you mean. We also tackled some movies. I agreed to watch a movie Mike has been begging me to watch our entire relationship. The Warriors. I would say pretty much our entire relationship. Basically our entire relationship. I finally said to him the other day, I was like, what do you, if you could pick one movie for me to watch that, like, I haven't seen and that you've been wanting me to watch, like, what would you pick? And you would think that I asked him which one of his well, lives he wanted to Because you didn't start it necessarily like that. It was more like, You thought right, that I was tricking you? Right, like, put what on did you something? think that I was... No, like, originally you just said, like, put something on. And I'm kind of like, all right, well, what do you want to watch? You're like, no, 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 no. Like, just choose something. Like, you could put on whatever... Because you didn't go into the, like something you haven't seen, this or that, that. So eventually, that is where I started. Yes, losing my mind. Going like, well, if we're gonna put on anything, I still wanted to give you an option at least, and I chose the Warriors, Ninja Turtles, and music and lyrics. Music and lyrics, yes. Which I feel like is a good summation of his taste in music. Music in movies, everybody. I for guess. the most part. I'm trying to think. What what else did we watch before we watched the next movie? I wanted to talk about. I thought we watched something else. We could talk about the next movie that I was because we, Unfor- we now both I feel bad so we, we both watched my oh best go friend. watch Kim's Convenience oh well we we've talked about that a couple times telling people to watch it again I know it's we, a great show. it's excellent it's so much fun and it's like light everybody needs like a light fun show and like I said if you have a Schitt's Creek shaped void in your life this is this is the great follow up yes. show we watched my best friend's wedding for the first time and both 
hated it. I'm not. A, yeah. It was difficult because I had grown up knowing everybody considered this like this incredible rom-com. And I'm like, at what point am I supposed to empathize with Julia Roberts yes. character at all? You're supposed to root for someone when watching a rom-com. And the only person I could root for is Rupert Everett. <laughs> He's the man. That was good. That was excellent. He was excellent. But everybody else, he made I'm the like, movie I mean, I guess Cameron Diaz was fine. They, blah, they need a the villain was right episode about this movie well there's a podcast called the villain was right i think mm-hmm. it's called and they need to do one about this movie because cameron diaz we're supposed to be like rooting against this marriage with cameron diaz like between uh dermot mulroney and cameron diaz and i'm like i'm sorry i am i mean i'm rooting against it because she's 20 years old and he's 27 <laughs> and the idea that 28 is some kind of old maid that she has to be fucking married off by is absurd and she fucking tries to get him fired from his job. Like, I don't understand. It was mean. She was mean. And that's... I like Julia Roberts. I was very confused why people love this movie so much. I don't... I remember... And then people try to be like, it's a different time. And what time is it appropriate to get somebody fired no, yo, from their I've, job in the name of love? I've, I've watched tons of rom-coms from around this time. And I don't... I wouldn't say it's like a different time or anything. Yeah, I don't know when. Any I mean, of a lot of because be people will say that too. If when you they... want to say that about like Pretty Woman, I'm like, fine. I'm willing to be like, fine. You know, like I get it. Because people look at uh, you've got mail now and be like, yo, like Tom Hanks would have been like arrested nowadays. And I actually am not totally aware of the plot of that movie. Pretty. Do you want me to explain it right now? Not really. Because we're already like we'll watch it. We're already pretty far in. That's true. We need to. That could be a bonus we a, episode. We have a lot to talk about. I well, no, because we don't want to rip off. P.S. I hate this movie. That's true. Shout out to P.S. I hate this movie. But like, <laughs> yeah, so there's that was an interesting experience. Like, I feel like I was lied to that. I was told that I would enjoy this movie was and I good. didn't. Yeah, I'm not I mean, it was it was entertaining because I, I had like it was a nice place to direct anger that I've been feeling anyway, like a bubbling sort of anger at like the state. Oh, of the you world. were going. Because I was like, because I grew up with my mom being like, oh, this movie's so sweet. It's so great. And I was texting her in the middle, like, what sort of bullshit have you been telling me this whole time? I don't know. Yeah. It was a lot. Give me a Sandra Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah, for sure. I Any mean, day. Miss Congeniality still slaps. Yes, I mean, it does. problematic, but what isn't, you know? Yes. Very few movies hold up. That is true. Speaking of problematic things that don't really hold up. Oh, side note. Uh, I was going to say beyond that. Oh, no. Actually, that is kind of relevant. I forgot where I had it in my notes. But I think it's time to talk about the reason for the season. Rock of Love. Oh, okay. I was about to be like, wait, we're segueing into something else now? No. Um, I I have like a very general like background info stuff. I tried to do some research and there isn't as much about the history of this show coming together as I would have liked. I also kind of was researching it in a time crunch. So as I, if I find any more articles, I'll be relaying them throughout. But we do try to keep a pretty holistic approach to this and not really look at anything until we, or try to go based on memory as much as possible. Yes. Which is why I haven't listened to some of the other podcasts that cover this subject, including Talk of Love. But I did see a quick thing that actually contextualizes this whole show quite a bit. Lacey, I I read a quick article about Talk of Love and Lacey apparently said that Brett, like she asked Brett 
what are you like are you single or something like that and he was like well i'm in an on again off again relationship with the mother of my daughters and basically in her mind she was like oh well then fuck this i'm gonna act a fool and like interesting to be on national like to make the most of my time on national tv and you know what i don't fucking blame her he pulled that same flame yeah. shit it's true make that money when you can well, no, he did that same thing that Flav fucking did, which is like, why I, there aren't like there aren't single people you could have found to do these shows. You had to pick ones that are now, still h- hung up he, on the mother of their kids. Was he chosen for a reason? I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm saying is like I tried to find out like why him, why any of this, and mm-hmm. I couldn't really find anything. But like I said, as I do more research as the show goes on, I will. One day it might get revealed. Yes. The interesting, the main interesting difference between them, these, this cast and the Flavor of Love cast, at, at least for season one, it is a lot easier to find most of these women on social media. Mm-hmm. They're still pretty active, doing their own things. One of them in particular is a host of an HGTV show now. Who? Mia. Really? Yeah. Nice. She hosts a show called Hot Property San Diego. All right. Yeah. Good for you, Mia. Yeah, I know. But uh, so, I mean, props to her. I mean, some of them are doing better than others, of course. Like for every Mia, there's several, you know, Tiffany's and Ravens. And oof, that is a series of sad Instagram holes to go down. Mm. I mean, Raven is like not well. She is uh, a hotep. And like, I think like... Basically, she thinks that coronavirus is like a complete hoax. Mm-hmm. T- I think Tiffany does, too. Tiffany also believes it's a hoax. Mm-hmm. Tiffany also posted something super transphobic about uh, Caitlyn Jenner and like a gun. And it was I'm not going to read it, but yeah. it was unpleasant. Um, but yeah, but I mean, every the rest of them seem to kind of fall somewhere in the middle. But nice. they're a little bit more accessible than some of the other ones. I got a better read of ages too which was great and felt very gratifying to me in my (laughs) research on the bright side there are certainly a lot more age appropriate choices for brett okay but there are also some younger ladies like why you just graduated high school basically so we'll get there well first we'll start by saying uh brett is 44 at this time he's 44 okay and the older of the women skew to 39. Which is, well, we I know it was Rodeo. Rodeo was one, yeah. and I think Faith, when I tried to Google her, if I could find okay. the right information. But she looked pretty good for 39. I was like a little, I like had to double check. I mean, I'm not even positive to the point that that's how I felt like good she looked for 39. I also remember Rodeo, like, I mean, granted, how old were we when the show was on? 18, 19? 2007? This was 07. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, were 19. 19. So... Yeah. I remember like seeing most of these women and thinking, oh, wow, you look like so much older and like watching them now. I'm like, they look fine. You know, that's yeah. No, you. So that was what was interesting. I guess a couple of them. So Heather was 32, which kind of surprised me. I don't know why I imagined her much older, but like 32. And then I'm like, I don't know. That didn't seem it didn't seem as dramatic. I mean, I guess because we're that age now. Yeah, I think she looks pretty age appropriate. Yeah, Lacey was thirty one. Okay. Tiffany was also thirty one. That was surprising. That's a little to me. rough. Yeah. That's no, I where thought I was she like, was on the older side. 
I know. Made me feel a little bit better about my lack of a skincare routine. Let's put it that way. Tawny was 28. Brandy C and Christia were both 26. And Jess Tamara. I think that's a, Tamara. I forgot how they ended up. He, I don't know if Brett was pronouncing it wrong. I but think it he was, said Tamara at a point or something like that. I don't know either, unfortunately. Erin and Mia are all 23. Okay. So 23 is the lowest. 23 is the lowest. So that they're oh, that's almost not bad. Half, you made it sound like 18. Ha- it's like, whoa. They're almost half his age. That's why they cut it off at 23. They're just like, we're well, not Well, because they half. have to, I mean, like, you're never going to have an 18-year-old on this show yeah. because they all need to be of drinking age to get them in stupid situations. True. But, yeah, no, I mean, it seems more, it seems less offensive in my mind. Like, I guess it seems more offensive, less offensive initially because it's like, you know, Brett isn't as, like, much of a bridge troll as Flav was. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there was only two years well, age like, difference. He was a pretty though. big heartthrob for his time, wasn't he? Oh, ladies? yeah. Well, that's I've said that since the beginning of this show, that it seems so much more plausible to me that people would apply to be on a show for Brett Michaels than, than Flav. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of these women on the older side, and that's saying a lot, like on the older side, it is plausible to me that if I had the opportunity to be on a dating show with, I can't think of an example because basically all of anybody I had a crush on as a kid is now a disaster. If I think Derek of a good, Jeter? No, but like somebody who's more age appropriate, uh, you know? Like if it was, imagine Nick Carter wasn't a fucking disaster, you know? Or Aaron mm-hmm. Carter wasn't a fucking disaster. Like... If you were to ask, oh, here's a good one. If you were to ask a bunch of girls my age, would you be on a dating show to compete for Jesse McCartney's love? We'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, you know, this is the, that kind of thing. He's singing Most, that beautiful soul song, right? Yes. Oh, he's also on The mess, or people think he's on The mess. Singer. He was, or is? No, he might still be. That's a good point. That's actually very weird that I made that comparison. You know but, beautiful soul. But these younger women, they're only, if they're 23 and we were 18, they're four to five years older than us. Yeah. So, like, I, it's not like they grew up listening. To, That's they interesting. Might, you know, like, they didn't grow up with him the same way, you know, rodeo. The 30s would be, whatever. yeah. No, it's true. So that was interesting. Just It just something to keep in mind and something i'll keep reminding everybody about as we go through this process just keep the ages in mind but it did kind of help that not everybody like you know 28 wasn't the fucking age cap like it was on flavor of love that made me feel slightly better Mm. brett michaels did a news yahoo news interview in 2019 and it gives a pretty diplomatic answer about how he thinks the show would do today he goes i can't really speak on what people would think today he says, looking back with a chuckle, I can only say this. It was a party. No one, nobody was forced to be there. <laughs> Just like what that's, a that's weird, weird thing to say. It was meant to be fun at a party. That's what made it great. You're there by your own choosing. He's really like afraid of being me too. That's what this, this, that's Maybe, what this yeah. sounds like to me. With Rock of Love, you knew what you were going into in there and it was going to be fun and crazy and that's what it was. I went in, threw my helmet off and said, girls, we don't know what's going to happen. I can't promise there's going to be any love, but we're going to have a whole lot of great time and alcohol and the party started and that was it. I mean, not really the tone he has at the beginning of the show. Well, it's been a long time since. I know. I mean, I feel like he's thinking back on it now, being like, I just went there to have fun when, like, we're about to listen to them doing this whole thing about, like, I'm looking for, like, a special woman to, like, 
live the rest of my life yes. with, you know? <laughs> Be a partier and a wife. We'll, okay, so let's... I'm I'm interested to hear what did you how did you feel watching this back for the first time in I felt many fine years? with it. It was really like you get every time we start a new show, you kind of get the energy back a, a little bit again. Yeah, like I feel like that's with everything. You're just like yes, like you know. I think also because this is very different. Like this isn't the same cast of characters we know in the same way. And it seems like this is also when these shows are maturing a little more. And I shouldn't, I don't mean that as like, I mean, they're not in the people the on it are getting more mature. No. It's just more that like, I guess these shows are more popular at the time. Yeah. I, they definitely refined a couple elements like production wise, yeah. like for better or for worse. They clearly worded, have, that they, worded it a lot better. They, yeah. they tightened up their act a little bit. Yes. That's how I think. I think like with flavor of love, especially season one, they had no idea what they were. Not that they had no idea what they were doing, but they've now perfected the formula and saw what worked there yes and turned that into a show that is from a production standpoint i feel a little bit stronger of a show and i mean i know it's only episode one but all the women seem a little more like what would be the word less trying to be new york kind that of, is so funny like because Larissa. i felt the opposite you think a lot of them are there oh, just trying I to be something like First of all, I think I in that quick interview that I read about Talk of Love, Lacey admits that she that was kind of her goal. Yes. How true that is is between her and God, mm-hmm. but or whoever. Um I felt like a lot of them were I mean, because it's such a weird place because it's like you can tell that they're interested in Brett, but you can tell they're also interested in trying to be famous. Yeah. And they take they a couple of them have clearly taken elements of New York in their approach. Plus, we see you forget that like New York wasn't the only role model, so quote unquote, in terms of making a name for yourself on reality TV at this point. We can see a lot of strong Paris Hilton influences here. That is true. Very strong Paris Hilton influences. I do forget about a lot of that stuff at the time. Yeah. So uh, there's elements of New York and a couple different people. So I'm excited. I did not hate this episode as much as I expected to. Mm hmm. I'm you were like that when it ended. You were kind of like, that well, actually wasn't I think that bad. My main thing, and I'll go into a little bit more what I liked and didn't like and the differences, how I felt between this and Flavor of Love as we kind of go on. I think my biggest thing is I think Brett is a more, I want to say self-aware, but that doesn't really feel right. I want to say he's a more self-aware character than Flav is because Flav lacks any self-awareness whatsoever. Yeah. I think that Brett is like trying to be funnier. Like he's trying to make the most out of his talking heads and generally succeeds. He's a pretty affable kind of guy. I think he does well as like the talking head host or like narrator for us. Right. And he kind of, he says a couple things where I'm like, okay, I'm glad you feel this way about it. But then there's like a bunch of stuff too where I'm like, Oh, you're you such scumbag. a you're no. a pig. You're a pig. Like he's really. I think because Flav was so unapologetically like, I'm just here to have a woman cater to me. That's like it's easy to be like, ew, what a garbage monster. But because Brad is like, I'm looking for love, and if she happens to have big tits and have no problem with me fucking a bunch of other people, then so be it. And it's like, um. It's not better because he's better at making jokes about it, you know? <laughs> like, I, 
I but I mean he's certainly um I don't know less outright cringy like it's his cringiness takes a little bit he's got a bad aftertaste for me but in the moment it's pretty good Overall, I enjoyed it. This was an entertaining episode. I felt pretty invigorated taking notes on it. I mean, I'm sure in like four to five episodes, I'll be like, fucking kill me. But (laughs) so much misogyny. No, I mean, there was plenty of it, but it's like, I don't know. I also found the women to be so much meaner to each other than they ever were on Flavor of Love. Really? I feel like they are. And this was like the first episode. I'm like, if this is how they're starting to get to know each other i think the women on flavor of love don't really talk as much shit about each other this was like mean girls catty clicky i guess i'll have to wait for your examples yeah i mean i've got magdalena in particular i've got some thoughts on her but we've got time so are you ready i think i am so we're rock of love season one episode one titled don't say i have to no because i I have I to say, spoil. okay, fine. It's the name. I have, I have my reasons. I already said it. Once. I have my. Re- you do, but I. You, you can wait. We'll wait then. Okay. All right. The episode name of the one. episode will be revealed at a later time. Well, you said it already, so you might as well say it now. But they don't know what I necessarily said. That's true. Well, I mean, if you watch that, who cares? Let's get this started. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so <laughs> it opens with Brett Michaels riding a motorcycle because he's cool. It's him talking about his house, his daughters. And how VH1 came to him and asked him if he'd be interested in an opportunity to meet 25 of the most beautiful women in the world. And Five more women than Flavor of Love. Yes. How, how could he refuse? Yeah, he basically shows us around his crib. This is just such a post. Like, it's so, everything is so referential to other reality shows at the time that if you weren't alive for it, I feel like you would have no idea and think that they invented this stuff. But he, like, shows us around his actual house. And then they have this other house the rented warehouse the rented i don't this is a very different house i was very surprised i just i was also surprised that there were five more than flavor of love but they sort that out quickly but uh we also meet his head of security big john and he sends big john to go to hollywood to find a place to kind of i guess host this show what he tells him to go buy a house yeah, that was weird. He's like, I don't understand. Like, they, have Big house, John, they have Big John, like, fucking working in a way that, you know, because we laugh about how they had Big Rick, you know, cleaning off the dinosaur outside of the that Flavor of Love funny. mansion. Yes. But, like, they have this man fucking putting toilet paper in the bathrooms and, like, <laughs> cleaning off guitars. Like, they have him actually fucking working. I, oh, gosh. Big John. Ugh. Ugh, that's ugh. I don't even know if it's worth getting into now, but not if Sonya's not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, if you're going to post stuff on your Instagram about how you wish Ruth Bader Ginsburg was dead, uh, you and I are not really gonna get along. There you go. Just saying. We do see a bunch of the inside of the house, though, which and it's very different than the houses that we're used to, which I think kind of helped contribute to my like different energy about the situation. Like everything about it felt fresh and new. Well, it's like VH1 had to go. Well, especially considering we've spent we've spent like three months in the same house. Exactly. Like between between I Love New York and whatever it's called and Charm School. Plus, we did two seasons before that in the same house. It's exhausting. I'm excited for something different. It was time to switch things up. And now uh, we start, I guess, meeting the ladies now. 
And the first one is a cut of Brandy M. Well, he, he knows in his heart, his soul, and his loins that one of these women is going to be the one for him. There you go. He also tells us about his type, by the way. We, you're skipping a bunch of stuff. <laughs> his type is hot, cool, and sexy. Nice. She has to be able to deal with the insanity, but she has to know that rock, rock and roll is his one big love. He refers to rock and roll as an insatiable bitch goddess. But I love her. And I'm just looking for that one woman in my life to participate in that threesome. All right. Yeah. I don't know. So we see a couple talking heads. We get a couple talking heads from a couple of the ladies. Brandy M and Magdalena are pretty standard. Just like, oh, I, I love Brett Michaels. He's so hot. Whatever. We meet Erin, the former Miss Hooters of Illinois. And somehow that title has prepared her with the tools to get what she wants because of that. They do give her the hottie blink edit. But they I don't know, give her yeah. the bells, but they, they did. They did like a blink. There you go. Yeah. I knew yeah, there was they a gave her a blink effect. edit. Yeah. That's not very kind to a lot of these I women. mean, she I'm doesn't seem honest. so airheaded right now. Like, does she it She never seems especially that? airheaded to me. I mean, I don't really, re- I don't remember her oh, at all. Well, but I mean, obviously, I mean, during this time, people assume if you work at Hooters, you're obviously an idiot yes not like somebody willing to. you can't be educated you can't possibly be you know paying your way through your education or even if you're not who fucking cares that where you work is not an indication of your intelligence but you know the world hates women what am i gonna say we also meet raven who says one of her favorite songs was every thorn has its rose which is not the name of the song no all i wrote was every thorn has its rose comma she's not lasting yeah no there's no possible way also because she's black <laughs> i can't see i feel like Brad the reason ever. they had her in dallas there oh is is pure token so you can have at least one make it because nobody can be like wow how one. racist he only had white girls yeah like that's it Brett pulls up on his bike and they all like cheer we see Wee. a clear array of ages so that was refreshing Got a couple more talking heads from Brandy C. Hers is pretty generic. Honestly, I didn't take it down almost any of her talking heads because she said the same shit over and over. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And I, you know, I really, Brandy C is a personal challenge for me. She really has spawned a lot of reflection in my soul because I find that she has irritated me the most out of almost any contestant. So I've taken it's a look at that seconds. and been like, why and i'm like how much of this is internalized misogyny but then again also she is objectively pretty fucking annoying but it's like why do i find it annoying so i don't know brandy c is my personal project to do like a deep dive on yourself i know to assess my into how deeply internalized misogyny is still there for me as much as i try to work on it Good lord! I know. I so much you hate. come to the show. You if you want to listen to people just recapping what happened, there are other podcasts out there. No shade to them, but if you want to hear one where we're like looking at it through twenty twenty eyes, that's that's what we're doing here. So you hating her is twenty twenty eyes? No, me, I agree that we're here. No, logic me hating her is not twenty twenty eyes. Me eyes, but- being like her getting this really like how my feelings about her and anybody's feelings about her watching back you know it's when you grow up in like third wave second wave third wave feminism where it's like 
well, I guess more second wave feminism. I'm speaking from having a second wave feminist mother who I'm slowly radicalizing towards fourth wave. She's a work in progress. But basically just the idea that women who act dumb for men's attention, like they're less than other women, you know, mm. like immediately being so hateful of them. Like I'm just reevaluating my feelings about that. Like we'll talk about it because she's she's a lot and she gets a lot of airtime. Right. We also see Brandy M, her talking head is a little bit spicier she says she wants to fuck brett michaels and she's not afraid of it Mm -hmm. hopefully she can make him her bitch that's her words not mine that's not my goal i'm not hoping that for them no it's brandy m's line i love tawny you know like it is more indicative to me of somebody who grew up listening to his shit and you know turned out to be a contestant on this show stalker she's no no i know i'm kidding she says that she used to kiss and spoon the album all the time i mean who hasn't if you were a teenage girl you've been there (laughs) you've been there rodeo loves his blonde hair and his bandanas she never thought in a million years that she'd be able to meet him i loved rodeo she can never stop laughing i loved rodeo so much she seems very nice just in general i know i feel like i remember thinking at the time that she was like i guess because she had a very different energy than the rest of these ladies i was like ew this is wrong but now i'm watching it i'm like she's really sweet what were your thoughts on brandy c when you watched when you were i don't remember i like forgot that she existed i guess because you say you hated rodeo at the time you like her now did you love brandy i I never i didn't hate rodeo at the time i was just Uh, like what the fuck are you doing here you're like your energy is way too intense but no i i don't really remember how i felt about too many of them for some reason i was really convinced in my head that like because i think about like the ones who went on to charm school kind of like the super bitchy trouble starting ones which are like lacy heather megan who's not this season Mm -hmm. brandy i guess it was brandy c by default and but i could have sworn brandy m was one of them but i watched this and i enjoyed brandy m a lot so far i mean this is episode oh, I love one I, I like she's the one i kind of enjoyed the most at i forgot this point. that i forgot about her yeah me too and she's like our she's in like my top of wait a second oh, wait who's on the show pause 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 so wait so i realized we haven't discussed this yet oh god who i know that you said before that jess was your girl at the time yes which is so well fun. jess is always at the top of the list she's still your number one out of this cast I would, I'd probably say so. Yeah. Were there any? But was there any? I mean, else a lot you... of them are just attractive in general. See, I didn't. I thought that they were fine looking, or like something about them was like a little bit off. Like if something were to be different, yeah. like they would be better looking. But just I yeah. could, I can't really put my finger on it. Say, well, you could say that. if I say it, it sounds like I sound like I'm a complete well, scumbag. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, but no, it's no. really. But everyone's got their own likes Taste. and dislikes. So wait, was and... there anybody else that you that stood out to you? I have to like look at names now. Well, um, her, I mean, there was always, even back then, it was like, I like Jess, Brandy M, Heather. You, wait, I didn't think that you would find Brandy, Brandy M, like, she doesn't look like your type, I don't think. Well, she's very cute, but she also has a really cool personality. Yeah. So that gives her a lot of extra okay. bonus points. Would not have, I wouldn't she, have anticipated, when he told me Jess, I was like, word? Not, not any sort of dig at Jess by any means, it was more just like, I didn't think you were like pink spiky <laughs> hair type of guy. Well, does doesn't really seem to have any mixed girls on here. I mean, right, I know. Yeah. No hoops or, you know. No but no, it's a show thing. with, like, very, 
what would be not conventionally attractive wouldn't be the word i mean I they're, like they're white would find so it is conventionally. yeah oh, like, they're go, just you know that look that was really being pushed during this time yeah like she's uh, well yeah just before, before the world at large is willing to almost concede a little uh-huh. bit that black women are beautiful you know like before the world is willing to be like fine some of you are attractive you know <laughs> Like, this is what we're working with now. Gotta love the 2000s, right? No, because really, all, even like Rodeo, yeah, she's older, but she's still a good looking Rodeo woman. Was, and she's got like really a ridiculous, ridiculous body. I know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Brett talks about it plenty, so. Yes. <laughs> Brett thanks them all for coming down, says he's really looking forward to it, and says they all look beautiful. And he's, you know, he gives them that spiel at the beginning of like looking forward to getting to know all of them. He keeps like even in his talking head, he's like, "Oh my god, they're all so beautiful!" And I was like, "I, I guess." He introduces them to Big John and makes them hoorah because he's a marine. And then when he comes out, he's like, "Damn!" And I'm like, "You're not here for this. Can you fucking ugh, ugh?" <laughs> I love Heather's talking head. She her the first time we meet Heather, she's like, "My first impression of Big John was, wow, this guy is big. I better not get in any trouble." I was like, "You're a girl who's been in her fair share of bar fights." You think that that's your takeaway from looking at Big John? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like somebody who's thrown a drink in somebody's face or had a drink thrown in her face a time or two. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe. Brett tells them, you know, that he's going to go get showered and he can't wait to see them in a little bit. And he's like, and then I let Big John do what Big John does. Technically, I don't know what that is because I'm never there when he does it. But I know that my party is awesome after that, which at first I was like, what? And then I realized, as we soon see, that basically that is his way of looking like the nice guy while kicking out the girls he finds the least attractive. Yes. So Big John reminds all the ladies that he is the head of Brett's security as well as his friend. And his best in Brett's best interests are my best interests. He wants them to have fun, but there are some guidelines he needs them to follow during their stay. Number one, no one enters Brett's room unannounced. Honestly, solid rule. Yeah. Respect. Number two, don't touch the guitars. There's guitars all decorating around the house. Number three, don't puke in the jacuzzi because he's the one that has to clean it. And I'm like, what made you sign up for this job? Like, I don't. Probably got a nice paycheck. I I guess. And he's his friend, so he's like, screw it. I'm going on the show yeah, with him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, uh, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice or not as bad as I want to be in my internal monologue. He then proceeds to point to a couple ladies in the crowd, Meredith, Kim, Kelly, Pam, who I wrote looks like she could be Toasty's sister, and uh-huh. Tiffany, and uh, a couple of the ladies, like other ladies who were like, oh, why is he picking them? Do they get to meet Brett first? Like, this isn't fair. And mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all are so stupid. You have to know what's going on. You have on. to know what's going Also, like, if you look at them, I because w- I was, like, trying to figure out what the rationale was, right? Because in my mind, I'm like, they're not so out of place compared to the rest of these ladies. Yeah. But I realized the one thing they all had in common is that they all had really bad spray on tans. And none of the ones who stayed did. Hmm. 
I that wonder, was the only similarity. Do Except you it was think? one of them that stayed, I think, that had like a wonky tan. But the rest of them, like the rest of them were all their natural color. How do you think they set up sending them home, though? I think... You think Big John was just looking and he goes, oh, I know Brett's not going to actually like them? I think that there's a chance that maybe ahead of time they like showed Brett all the pictures and was like, pick five. Yeah. I mean, why they even did this is beyond me. Like, why would you bring these women and before you even let them in the house? Basically, he sends them all home is the gist of this. Well, in he case doesn't that wasn't he say clear. not everyone that gets backstage or something. Yeah, like he that. gives them this speech about like, you know, as you know, backstage access isn't always granted and your tour ends here. And then they have to walk up this fucking like sloped driveway <laughs> uphill in heels like and oh, I felt terrible for them. And like one of them, oddly, I noticed a lot of them come from Illinois. I guess they did like a major casting in the Chicago area. Pam is pissed that she's like, this is shit. I didn't even get to meet him. And Kelly says, I think that what Big John did was very mean. I came all the way from Chicago to come here to, to be humiliated. It's like, sis, you're actually saving yourself a bunch of humiliation. I can almost guarantee it. Yes, it's definitely going to work out I for the can, right. It is, or you would think. in the long run, a, a good situation. And then we get Tiffany, who's like, this is fucking ridiculous. I can't freaking believe this. I came here to get my man, and I intend to. Oh, Lord. I'm I'm ready to unpack the shit out of the let's get let's go so we see the rest of the ladies they let them inside and they're admiring the house they generally head straight for the bar Lacey actually goes in straight to play the drums there's a drum kit set up Brett just sang in poison I don't know shit about poison Brett just sang like he, he didn't play guitar he I mean I, he must play guitar I mean he, we know he plays guitar but he was just the lead singer I, he didn't yes. play another instrument no I guess during this time because I'm thinking about Motley Crue like Vince didn't play Vince was just yeah he's the front he man. just sang yeah okay I don't know this isn't really my genre you don't know much of like 80s hair actually bands. I pulled up when I was done taking my notes today I pulled up poison on spotify and i was like oh actually i do like a couple of these songs i forgot like they're fun songs when you're out you would like it well that's what hair rock is i know I don't as mind their it. song says nothing but a good time yeah it's fun like it's it's i feel like that is falls in the category of songs like drunk white people get hyped too it's one of the i would assume yeah i didn't say it was the song i said it was just like it's in contention so Lacey's playing the drum. She says that she thinks being a musician will help her stand out from the other ladies. Tamara, with her rat's nest, is not a fan of Lacey playing the drum. She says she thinks she's trying too hard. And literally, she's like shooting drunken daggers to Lacey, like across the room with her eyes. Already very drunk. Brandy C immediately goes up to Christia and is like, we would be the best girlfriends for him let's be friends basically they're just blonde and like have big boobs that's basically what brandy says they're brandy like, just decides that she's going to make a friend in this they're house. like the stereotypical i guess what you would think of like a groupie would be for like I a mean, not group like really poison. they are mixed kind with of, like the typical like early 2000s porn star I, no they are the 2000s equivalent of basic like Listen, I loved Simple Life. I enjoyed Paris Hilton's exploits in like, what did they call it? Celebutante, you know, 
culture. Like I enjoyed that time. I was on Perez Hilton refreshing every fucking day to see what the latest whose dicks he fucking drew, f- whose faces he drew dicks on today. Whatever. I get it. This was <laughs> my era. Dicks he drew faces. On. I know. No. What are you? Th- I mean, we don't That's know what he's up to. I know. I am aware of that. I can't do words today. I I get it, but like of, and I get that like Paris Hilton, some of it was like an act, but some of these some people went on to like adopt that as like an actual personality, which is like a choice. Again, this is all stuff that I need to unpack and unlearn in myself. But if you think if you haven't watched this for a while and you thought Jessica from Love Is Blind's baby voice was bad, Brandy C has entered the chat. <clears throat> like holy shit, it is a lot. She calls them the Barbie twins right away. They're just basically baby talking back and forth. And she's like, we're each other's girlfriends and he's our boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. This is our I forgot about this line. And I remember this was in all the previews and stuff. The very first iconic line of the week is if we put our boobs together, we can think better. You don't remember this? I after they did it, I've. You had like a, I feel like it was one of those things like I just got transported back. Like I had like a That's So Raven moment in reverse where I was like, I just distinctly remember watching this in, you know, I guess, well, if it was summer of 2000, probably my basement. Yeah. At my mom's house. 2000? 2007. Oh, I thought you said just said 2000. I I might have. I don't know what the fuck fuck I'm saying anymore. That was true. Summer 2007. Yeah. If this was July, so we would have. This is like before I went to college and I was you were in summer break. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Weird. Erin and her talking head, who you think would be friends with them because she's also blonde with her boobs out, is like Brandy C and Christia had definitely have their own language. They're living on their own planet. There's nothing going on up here. It's all physical. She makes a lot of points to be like, I'm smart. I'm not like despite how just despite the fact that I look like these girls and make a lot of effort to make myself look like these girls I am not one of them which I think is like a choice I don't know probably form that into a better more cohesive thought as I move forward so then like while everybody's chilling drinking whatever they cut outside and Tiffany is like storming up to the front door, right? With and a purpose. With a fucking mission in mind. So she's like, there's no way I'm leaving. Like I came all the way from Chicago and I'm not going to get eliminated before I even walk in the door. So she is banging like open fit, open like palm banging on the door, right? And it's like a metal door too. And like you can tell a couple of the ladies are like looking around like, what the fuck is that? So finally, Big John answers, and he's like, all right, let's take this outside. Like, We'll talk outside. And she's like, hi, my name is Tiffany. You cut me, and I was wondering why. <laughs> she's like shaking. You're going to shake his hand, and there's like dramatic soap opera it was organs. Just, yeah, that would... Well, because it, like you, because the dramatic organs are like, because you are afraid he's going to say something like, uh, because you're ugly. Not that I'm saying she's ugly, but like, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just to so blatantly want to hear why you were cut is really awkward i feel like say it to my face so he tells her you know listen i'm just doing my job it's nothing personal and she's like well if it was up to brett he wouldn't have dismissed me and i'm like oh honey i i guarantee brett had something to do with this decision <laughs> i would put money you would on think it. so yeah and so to which big john replies if it was up to brett all of la would be up in here exactly yes <laughs> that was pretty funny 
So she says, you know, I'm a really big fan of Brett's. I had a hat made. We don't see this hat during the course Ever. of this episode. Yeah. Well, we might see it later. But we, she's like, I have a hat made. I came all the way from Chicago. And he's like, there is literally nowhere for you to sleep. Like, logistically, there is no space for you. So, and she is like, I'll, I'll sleep on the floor. I'll sleep in the bathroom. I'll sleep in the kitchen. And like, I don't know if you, if you read this or if it was just me being, you know, whatever. He was doing, like, he was giving me big creep energy here. Like, oh yeah. Like, like he, he wasn't saying anything, but I got the vibe of like, oh yeah. How much are you willing to work for it? Well, someone cracks a line later. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. But it, it just seemed like. I also think that it's very unbecoming for a 31-year-old woman to be begging to sleep on a floor or in a bathroom just so she can date a rock star on reality TV. Uh, You don't know. You don't know what her life is like. I I know that you that's not something you should do past the age of like 23. If at my big age, if I was like fucking, if I'm begging for anything that does not like, if I'm begging for anything, I've, I've done something wrong. Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't know her life story. I, Do we ever get a story from her? I don't know. I mean, I get, I have vibes. I have thoughts, but we'll, we'll talk about them as she reveals mm, a little bit more about gotcha. herself. I just think it's very unbecoming for a woman of that age to be begging for yeah. anything. So he finally is like contemplating and contemplating it and he decides to let her in. So she hugs him and she says in a talking head, this means that I it was meant to be that I was meant to be here. Yes. No, no, baby. Meant to be. What it means is producers were like, oh, she's she's good TV. She's batshit. Like, let's fucking do this. So Big John lets her in the house and Lacey, never one to mince words. Is sitting around like, hey, didn't she get kicked out already? Like, what's she doing in here? Like, she says, what did she say? She says, um, hey, there's one of the girls that didn't make it in. That's what she said? Yes. That's funny. So, surprisingly, a bunch of them cheer as she comes down the stairs. And she's like, Tiffany's in the house. So, Real <laughs> Lacey, proud. Lacey does that thing that Regina George does when she's getting to know Katie. And she's like... You know, just very like, oh, my God, like, are you new here? Like, how did you, you know, like, where did you move from? I haven't seen you at this school before. Lacey's like, oh, you know what? How did you end up coming back in? And Tiffany, un- none of this phasing her whatsoever, is like, oh, I begged. I pleaded. I stole from the rich. I gave to the poor. And Lacey's like, yay. And I'm like, oh, it's all downhill from here, bitch. Then we go back upstairs to a couple of the blondes. Brandy C is telling Erin that her boobs look amazing and they're all talking about how basically everybody around has fake boobs. Mm-hmm. Lauren, I believe, is like trying to get some info and she's like, oh, which ones feel more real? And everybody's like silicone, the silicone ones. <laughs> and then they're talking about the gummy bear boobs. I don't I don't know a ton about fake boobs. And Brandy, I don't know, like, I don't understand Brandy's desire to like want to make friends friends in it like she's i mean obviously makes for a more fun time no i think what you're missing what i'm trying to say because you know my approach to this is just you know you want to make it a pleasant experience and i don't understand not wanting to have any connections with anybody in the house but the idea of being like we're best friends now like this isn't fucking sleepaway camp just be regular friendly to people 
They're I trying know. to maybe get a spinoff. There's oh, no, something. she's working. She's working for it. That yeah, is clear. I mean. She is. Uh, Everyone's got an agenda. Yes, for sure. Well, most of them have most. An agenda. I shouldn't certainly. say all. Yes. No, that's. Yeah. So Brandy C also tells us that she's a big proponent of plastic surgery and says her boobs were the best birthday present she got from her parents last year. Un- surprisingly, I don't have any shade about that. I think that plastic surgery is fine. If you like it, I love it. Exactly. That's like one of my biggest issues about the way people talk about how like the real housewives and stuff is that, like Ugh. like they think because people get plastic surgery, they can talk about them any fucking crazy way, like call them anything but a child of God. And I'm like, if it makes people happy, who fucking cares how fake it looks? Exactly. It makes no difference. They could be so self-conscious. This gives them that little boost back in the positive mindset. You yeah. Know, can't I, hate. Yeah. I'm all for whatever you need to do within reason and safety and legality to make yourself happy. Big John calls all of the ladies into the main room so they can meet Brett by one by one. This is basically the equivalent of the nickname ceremony. Like, I don't know, the nickname process that Flav usually does. These ladies don't get nicknames. At least they get to keep their names. At least they get to be themselves, you know. Rodeo Zooms, speaking of not having nicknames, but in fairness, she gave herself that nickname. So, you know. Rodeo zooms to the front because she's like not missing out on this moment, which in hindsight is actually a very smart idea because, well, we'll talk about it. We get a talking head from Christia saying she hopes that this will lead to some snuggle time. I'm like, I'm not really sure logistically how that would work, but sure. Brett comes out finally and they like lose it. He's actually really excited too. Brandy C says in a talking head, he's tan, he's blonde. We probably look like brother and sister a little bit, but that's hot. (laughs) Um, girl, excuse? No. So Brett tells them all to line up and that he's taking their picture. He gives us this whole thing about how he loves photography and he's taking these pictures in order to set up the VIP passes. That's what he gives out instead of clocks, by the way, in case you forgot or haven't watched or whatever. And he says that taking these pictures helps him look at their faces and personalities through the lens. It's pretty much, I don't know. I was going to say it kind of reminded me of that Kim's Convenience episode where she helps out the photographer. because She calls out the photographer for not having enough like diversity in oh, his yeah. idea of beauty. And like, that's what I feel like is happening here. <laughs> he was like, yeah, we, we went for some diversity. This one's 26. Uh- <laughs> So this is where we start to meet a couple of the ladies one by one. Because we don't get all of them here. We get we we, we get see some. everybody, but we get more time with some of them than we yeah. get with others. Brett meets with Rodeo first, as we said. He like is like freaking out over how in shape he is, uh, how in shape she is. She is in fantastic shape, yeah. Especially for thirty nine, like she doesn't have any wrinkles either. Like her face, like she looks good, killing it. So. She is like a little bit, I think, I think my thing with her was like, she didn't really seem like any of the other ladies there. No, she, she's this, like just a very different vibe she's out on her than own. all yeah. of them. And she's like, and this is evident from almost immediately with these, because she's like, I forgot if she had like a skirt on or shorts, but she's like lifting up to reveal some leg and she's pulling her cowboy hat down and like to she's do a posing. little side smolder. Magdalena, I don't know what fucking beat, like what rodeo must have done to Magdalena outside of this house that Magdalena has such issues with her through this whole thing. I think she's just just intimidated by her. 
but I'm not really clear on why, because I feel like Magdalena is, for all intents and purposes, the most conventionally attractive she, yeah, no, woman she's in the up, house. Yeah, she's on she's, the list, too. Yeah, she's good looking. She's like very like model pretty. Yes, she, she seems tall. Yeah. Like from what we see, obviously we can't tell real heights when you're watching something on TV. Yeah, I forgot to look her up. We have to look it up. up, but she looks tall. Yeah, she does. And, and he uh, compliments But her like legs. all she can freak out about is like, you know, he's like, oh, she's trying to look more manly for Brett by flexing her muscles. She goes on about this manly thing a couple times. She has some, It's transphobic yeah. as hell. I've... I just, I'm sorry, you don't, how are you, how the fuck are you going to compliment, like, call somebody else out for looking manly when you got a deep ass voice like that? She does have the deep voice. She's like, she looks like a man. And I'm like, you sound like a man. Like, what the fuck? You're well, not- that could be why she does it, because maybe she got made She's fun self-conscious of. There's about could, it. Yeah, there's, there's always something, there's always an underlying issue. Yeah, but like Brett's like encouraging her to flex her muscles. Brett is obviously into yeah. it. He's like, just yeah, show it off. Yeah, he likes a woman like who's clearly works out. Like some men kind of just would prefer like a thinner woman, but like it seems like he's really into women who are Fit defined. Chicks. Yeah, that seems like physically his type. So he says like he's like, oh, give me a kiss and get on your way. And like like it was like first like an awkward thing where you didn't know if they were gonna go like cheek kiss or like mouth kiss, and then they end up mouth kissing. And that was when I was like, I would hate to be the last person on that fucking line. That, yes. Because I'm not even a germ person. But espe- I mean, granted, especially now with everything going on. But I just don't think there ever would have been a time that I would have wanted like, to be like name? the 20th, 20, like 21st person fucking. Who's the one woman on Flav? Uh, Tiger? Was that her name? And she's like, yeah, that. well, you've been kissing all these other girls. Like, yeah, I'm not going to yeah, kiss yeah. you now. It's gross. It's gross. So he says in a talking head that he loves a girl in a cowboy hat. It's just purely sexy. She was built and like ripped. And I just I knew even if I didn't want it, she was going to have a piece of me. That's a little creepy. That's a choice of words. Yes. Tiffany is up next. He asks her name and she's like, would you like me to remind you? And it's like he hasn't met anybody yet. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah. And she goes in for this like hot and heavy kiss tawny goes like i don't really want to taste her nasty saliva because i don't know where this girl has been fair but also a little bitchy (laughs) so he says after that he's like oh i'm gonna have to shoot from this angle now which i assume means that he was trying to he turned his back to the girls yeah because he's starting to get a chub it's pretty funny so then she takes this weird like over the shoulder shot thing i don't know she was just posing really weird because she was clearly at this point pretty drunk and it didn't seem like she was like 100 percent sober no initially she's no she does not seem sober at any point throughout this episode. yeah no it just gets progressively worse so he goes he says that when he looked at tiffany there was part of this was creepy as fuck there's a couple things about the way he talks about her they were creepy as fuck but he's like part of me was like getting the vibe of just make love to me right now and there was part of her that was saying i'm on a lot of chemicals <laughs> and i'm like if she looks incapacitated that's not consent <laughs> but he says strange but it kind of turns me on a woman being out of it is what turns you on that's weird it's gross that's rape culture allegedly 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 
He takes another one where she's leaning back. It's like that pose. It's a terrible now, fucking picture. Now, everybody's had those moments where you're drunk and somebody asks you to pose for a picture and you think to yourself, this is the one. Like, this is going to make for a great picture. <laughs> and then you see it afterwards and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? So she's like leaning back, which is already like an unflattering pose regardless. Her boobs look pretty great. I'll give her that. But her face is like bright red because all the blood is rushing to her face. She's, the muscles are clearly contorted. Like... Like, you know, like it just and her like she didn't flattering. have the best skin to begin with in terms of like aging wise. So like everything's fucking shifting backwards. It just was a bad, bad picture. We get a couple of other people really quick. We get Raven. She's got like this funky print dress on. I think it's colored contacts, but I'm not positive. I have no <laughs> it idea. It seems like colored contacts. But she, you know, does her thing. Krista who I think you won't get this reference, but I feel like she looks exactly like Katya from RuPaul's Drag Race. If you know, you know. But she has a lot of hair in her face while she's trying to look sexy. It's just not a, like, that's not a good pose or style Mm. for her in that moment. Then we meet Tawny, like one of eight people in a black corset for some reason. She also has very chunky highlights, which, you know, it was the time everybody makes mistakes we speed through a couple more of the people we speed through sam bonnie dallas and mia while brett says that emotions are speeding through his member he talks sometimes like he's writing he's trying to write you know how like people make fun of like on the internet like they do those awards for like the most awkwardly written sex scenes or they're like this is why men shouldn't write sex scenes he has a couple lines like that throughout this show where i was like this sounds like something that would get roasted (laughs) on twitter if this was in a book so then what you were saying is like with my best friend's wedding you're like this is what men think women sound like or something i forgot what it was i forgot what the context was was, but i did say that it was something cameron diaz was doing because she was you know supposed to be 20 oh when uh when they fake the engagement between her and rupert everett i forget george is his name right yeah and they come she comes in the church with him and then cameron diaz starts going like oh my god oh my god like she's going fucking crazy all excited for her yeah that that. was oh god that movie was a lot we may have to do that as a bonus episode just because we just had we both had such strong feelings about it i don't know i mean i'm down to watch one that you haven't seen i don't know if you've ever seen a freaking hugh grant movie i have i the only ones i've seen are the ones you haven't seen or hadn't seen at the point when i saw them so it was love actually yes and bridget jones diary but you've never and I've seen and you saw of, about a boy because I, I saw, made you watch I don't it. I've never I don't think I saw it beginning to end like I think we caught it on TV about a boy in like at a certain point in it and you were like let's keep watching and I was like oh. eh. anyway next is Magdalena she's like I know there's a lot of competition and I saw how he was kissing the other girls and I was like I'm not going for nothing less than that so we get a close up on some major tongue action between the two of them she says tonsil it, hockey yeah well i mean their tongues were too far out of their mouths for it to be a ton- for tonsils to be involved she says that it was very nice and there were no disappointments there oh brett tells big john that he'll be back in a minute and we watch him adjust his dick like very unapologetically in the camera he does it like, throughout the episode just constantly it's, adjusting it's gonna his be dick. like instead of like iconic line of the week or whatever it's gonna be like brett adjust moment for real I do love Magdalena's dress. I will give her credit for that. And he has her pull it up and show some legs. She does have like gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She's a gorgeous figure. 
Brett says in a talking head that she had the most cleanly shapen, smooth, hot legs running all the way up to her ass. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. He really is like very quick as much as he's like, I'm here to get to know them. He is unapologetically objectifying them. Yeah. And I get the point of this. Obviously, you want to be with people you find physically attractive. I'm not saying that he's not entitled to admit that he finds them attractive. It's just so blatant and not really making any as much as he can. He can tell us a million times that he's really trying to look for somebody personality wise that he connects with. But we will see throughout that that is not really his goal. It's all the shows are always about looks. Yeah, we speed through a couple more people. Jess, who I like was watching her and I'm like, oh, my God, you look like a young Idina Menzel. She does. And she's beautiful. I think that she's stunning. She I, does have a like it's like she has like the defined jaw the, and everything. The jawline. Like, yeah. like I think they just have very similar face. If you put dark curly hair on her, she would look like Idina circa rent. Nice. Yeah. No complaints. You find Idina hot in general? I don't know if I'd say hot, but she's attractive. Yeah. Then we also see Lacey, Christia, Brandy M, Tamara, Faith. Tamara's Aaron. very, she's another one. She's obviously very good looking, but she needs like a that hair. Yeah, I was just going to say, she needs oh a different my hairstyle. God. I'm, not, I'm not trying to sound like Brett and be like an asshole or very no, misogynist. No, it's worth, it's worth but it's like, talking about. Change your hair. It looks like she, I don't know what the fuck. It's like she hadn't She adapted. was going for the messy 80s. Yeah, she was clearly going for an 80s look, but it was, t- it's 2007. Like catch up we're not doing that anymore volume in your hair trust me i if anybody knows it's me volume in your hair was unacceptable circa 2007 mm. so uh so who was a tamara faith erin brandy c brett says he's about to pop and he's feeling ex- in case there was any sort of confusion about whether he was trying to speak in uh f- like figuratively or uh what's the word where you're trying to hint at something sexual I don't know, like a double entendre, like if there was any doubt that he was trying to speak subtly, he then follows it up by saying, I'm feeling extremely horny and I'm ready to explode. It's like, so thank you for clearing that up because Suit, I needed not to a know. Suited him. No, not at I have, all. I have no idea. It's all right. It's fine. We then meet Lauren. He uh, gives her some advice to kind of pose and relax for the picture, but her sexy face is basically dead eyes. I realize she kind of reminds me of like a Jennifer Coolidge character. What? You know who Jennifer Coolidge is, Yeah, right? Stifler's mom. Yeah, she's the one where she just is kind of like, she has like her mouth open for like a little too long, and then she like is just trying, she's just kind of like ditzy in not, a way that's kind of It's not who I, made the com- I would make a comparison yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, she's like a cross like- between, uh, the easiest way I could, and I don't think you would understand this reference, is like Audrina Patridge and a Jennifer Coolidge character. I do, yes, I don't understand it, but. It, it makes sense if you know. Was she on the OC? No. No, no not the OC. She's the on the Hills, yes. Which I think is also on one of the No, I'm all right. I'm not things. watching that. I actually didn't watch it at the time, but I watched some Laguna Beach when... I didn't watch that at the time either, but when AB, ABC, MTV was airing them a couple years ago, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. This is kind of entertaining. What's That's all right. You don't have to watch it. <clears throat> Basically, he's trying to encourage Lauren to like give him something sexy, and she's like giving him dust like it's impossible jessica is kind of the same situation they were really mean to her they like do like a fake glass cracking like she was like the implication was that her faces that she was making were so ugly that she broke the lens lens. Mm. 
they even have Brett in on it and go like, hey, John, can you grab me another lens? Like, that was mean. That wasn't necessary. Well, I don't know if he was cracking the joke because he didn't know they were going to Well, it's him doing the voiceover. Like, what was the cut? Like, it doesn't matter what the cut. I don't know. It just was mean. The whole edit was mean. All right. Then we get to Heather. Now, she's like, she is here to play the fucking game. And honestly, she was somebody who I remember hating at the time, but I was watching her back and I'm like, you're funny. Like, you're entertaining. Yes. Like, I think I liked her more I'm than glad I expected you're on the show. to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always I was always glad because she was always entertaining. But like, I think that she has if I had to say anybody was the most like New York in some ways, just truly in terms of like natural presence. That is where I give it to Heather okay. out of all of these ladies. So she knows right away. And she's like, also, because she's 32, she's like, all right, I know exactly what the fuck to do here. You know? So she's like, listen, everybody's doing their own thing. And I wanted to stand out. Brett's taking these sexy, heavy air quotes, shots of all these like dumbass bras. And like, they don't, what the fuck do they know about sexy? I know sexy. Y'all. I was not prepared to see Titty during this show, but Amazon had it there fully unedited. We no blur enough yet. We don't see blur because that's the thing. Because even when we were watching um, on Hulu, where like New York is in that see-through, yeah, like they blur everything. Gown, like we still get, even though it's uncensored in terms of language, we were still getting nips blurred. Y'all, I saw Heather's fucking nipple and I screamed, not from just from pure shock. Like I just was expecting them to blur it. And then all of a sudden I was like, is that what? (laughs) What? That's a titty. I literally just was like, that's I literally wrote. She she whips out a titty and we see it. I also wrote whips a titty out. Nice. 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 (laughs) The couple that reacts to titties together stays together. Yes. Brett is shook. The other ladies are shook. Everybody is just, I'm shook. Everybody's shook. I like, love her confidence, though. I mean, i that was when I knew. I was like, I fucks with you heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, you might be a Trump supporter. I don't really know your personal business. But, like, I fucks with you for the confidence to do that. Just unapologetically, like, I'm going to do something different. And not even, like, and it was also kind of an empowering thing. Like, it's not even like she was being aggressively sexual towards him. She yeah. was just like, no, I'm going to do something different. Yeah, I'm going to take a risk. Yeah. I fucking love her for that. Aaron in a talking head is like, I'm not going to lower myself to stripper whore level. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to cover them up. Because in my mind, and I mean this with love, Hooters is the super weenie hut junior of sex work. <laughs> You know, Winnie Hunt Jr. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Because it's obviously very sexually motivated, but like yeah. it's all just about looking and no nudity. Like it's just very much like tip of the iceberg sex work. Whereas like she's really trying to shame. She says like Heather the whore. She's a 32 year old stripper. First of all, if you're still stripping at 32 and you still look like Heather does, God bless. Yeah. Obviously, we are a sex looks work good. positive podcast. We Always. say that many a time. But like Heather looks fucking good. She does. Like, she was always one of my favorites. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I'm not that surprised. She looks like a female wrestler of this era. I appreciate that you would be the into. confidence. Yes, too, exactly. Yeah. You do. Your type is confident. So that's, I mean, how you ended up with me is. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, um, like, basically, Erin's just shitting on her for whipping a titty out. She's like, I, in a sense, I feel sorry for her. Erin's <laughs> like, like, like a hiccup away from, like, 
a nip flash. Yeah, nip literally. She was like, because those were taped. That was that was the work of some nip. They're tape. there. Yeah. She's on the verge. And that's not shade. Like, they looked good. But it just was more like. Don't shame. Right. Just, you're a little. She's just jealous. Yeah. So <laughs> Heather and her picture ends up being super fucking badass too. I well, like she does, the rock. She does the ro- well, actually, because she's got a thumb lips. out to cover the rest of her nipple. It's technically the ASL. I love you. Oh, like uh, like the whatever, like hang loose or whatever. No, hang loose is the two yeah. other ones. It's the yeah, that is I love you in sign language. But she's got it over her nipple. It looks fucking cool. Like she picture. had my favorite picture. I'm. I did not expect this to be a Heather Stan episode, but here the fuck I am. So she says in her talking head, "Men always like boobs, so if you got a nice rack, show them." Woo! I love it. Sex, low key sex positivity icon right now. Yes. I mean, Bo- I'm not boobs not, positivity icon. No, just sex positivity. She was unafraid to whip her titty out. Like God bless. Brett jokes that the contest is now over. Everybody else can go home. Like, this is all he needed to see. And, you know, and then he's like, oh, I need a cold shower after that one. (laughs) So now it's mingling, you know, time between everybody. Brett comes down, we assume, after a period of time of him having his cold shower or whatever the fuck. Comes down to join a bunch of the ladies. He says that his intention was beyond just the physical level and what he saw through the lens, through their eyes. He wanted to actually communicate with them and talk to them. Brett makes a beeline for a couch. Like, it's immediately down the stairs. It's Lacey and Tawny. In Lacey's defense, she does stand out. I mean, even beyond just not being a blonde, she's literally, her hair is literally red. Like, it's it's a signifier. It's a very good way to differentiate yourself. Oh, yeah. If she was a resume, she'd be, like, at the top of the pile for just standing out uniquely. Brett says he remembers her name right away. He She asks him if he lives in L.A. She says she's originally from Texas, Dallas specifically. Brandy C. is, like, staring across the room, like, shooting daggers at them. He's like, this, this is where she reminded me of New York. Like, season one New York, how she was, like, super, like, but why isn't Flav just only spending time with me? like that was every talking head from i basically gave you every talking head we see from brandy for the rest of the episode yeah just assume that if she's got a talking head during the course of episode one it's why isn't brent spending any time with me Hmm. exhausting so she's like stormy like him and Lacey are having clearly a solid conversation about well he's talking about himself a lot but you know about concert like a venue or something in dallas like just they're bonding you know and she comes up to him and starts being like help us play pool and he like (laughs) he has such girl dad energy through this whole thing i think you can tell that he is like a pretty solid parent by his ability to navigate all these different women because she is doing the equivalent of like what every parent i think in america and maybe across the world who is quarantined with their children is going through right now which is just like a look at this look at look at look what i can do look what i can do yeah. look what i can do you know and every parent just being like that's great thing oh my gosh how talented you know just like had he's had it he's like oh you know like i'll be over there in a little bit and she literally starts to try to like pull him and she's doing that thing which i got to give her credit i i this is a paris hilton thing that i've adopted in my life Pretend like you can't do something and then have somebody help you do it. Yep. 
It's a smart strategy. And so he's like, oh, you know, I'll come by later. I'm just I'm talking to people right now. And she's like, promise. (laughs) So then the hatred is so it's just because it's just you'll get your turn. You're like a pretty blonde with your tits out. You'll have a chance. Just wait. (laughs) Just be patient. So Magdalena and Krista come up and sit on the same couch where he and Lacey and Tawny are sitting and then Mia comes and sits on his lap and then Brandy sees even more pissed because all these other people come over and Brandy C starts screeching above everybody else. She's like, beep, beep. Oh, and he's like, okay, I just I need one more minute. And he ends up like talking to other people, whatever. And just basically Brandy is season one New York. Brandy C is minus the crazy meanness minus the good one-liners like that's again that's what we say that makes new york so redeemable she's irritating as hell in season one but she's also hilarious so it just it cancels itself out then we see brett talking to magdalena and faith outside by the pool that's who it was yeah i so there is the hold on let me find the website rockoflove.fandom.com it's basically like a wiki site and has pictures of all of the cast members that is my visual guide that I was using because Magdalena and Faith (laughs) he says that that's the guide uh, you sent me right what that's the yes that one yes highly recommend that guide if for visual reference to see who we're talking about through this whole thing I should have said that at the top of the episode he says in a talking head that he's like, oh, shit, like this is 21 first dates and I haven't been on a lot of dates. I've either had crazy, wild rock and roll bus sex, just like, what? Just do a double take. Thank God for captions. Or I've been in long committed relationships. I can tell that actually tracks for me. I forgot to check his sign. Fuck. Wow. I, I forgot to check his sign, but I'm going to go back and look at that for another episode. But I think that that is pretty evident. I just feel like the way he, the women he connects with right away, you can tell that he's somebody who is like one to really jump into a relationship when he feels strongly about somebody. Yeah. Because his like, life is always moving a million miles an hour. Yeah. I, oh, I wish I, I wish I knew what sign he was. This is going to bother me. So Faith, who was the one that I was saying before that I was kind of surprised looks wise at how old she was Mm -hmm. but i guess in terms of her attitude towards a lot of this stuff like she seems not here for bs like she doesn't really have the patience for any of this yeah that she's that's what kind of made me get the sense like all right she might actually be older than a lot of these ladies so she asks what his goal is in all of this and he's like listen i'm on the road i'm partying i love having a good time but you don't really you know meet somebody on the road like meet somebody meet somebody on the road that you're gonna actually fall in love with so he says in a talking head that life on the road is crazy but he wants to get away from the craziness and the partiness he's looking for that special someone yes huh just funny how his tune changed 13 years later so he tells them that he feels like he's such a lucky guy you know most guys would kill to be where he is but you don't want to go through the rest of your life without no bump going on. He keeps calling sex bump. The he does bump. that a couple times during this episode, and I'm like, bumping uglies. Yeah. Would you want to be? Would you want to be like a bachelor type situation like this? Would you ever do this? Having like twenty something women trying to be with you, I don't think you'll ever get a real no, I know, relationship. But would you? I mean, like I know that everybody knows that. But if like, I was famous, maybe. You think that you would want to have your own dating show? 
I mean, it's what, like two weeks they do this? It seems like it might be a fun time, but it also seems kind of like embarrassing at times. Yeah, I guess. That's true. Although it, yeah. it seems like it'd be fun. Yeah. Faith kind of winces at his answer, which I appreciated, like, because it was like a little awkward. And then they have this weird, awkward silence kind of segment that they put in, which yes. they also inject an awkward silence, like talking head moment, too, which I thought was kind of funny. And then he considered, like, he tries to kind of continue answering Faith's question. He says, in a very self-aware, but probably not as self-aware as he intended it to be, like, statement. He goes, this much communication is a lot of work for me, and I knew this wasn't going to be easy. I can imagine that it would be a challenge for him. I mean, in a lot of these situations. Did he write every Rose House? He did, right? He wrote every Rose. He wrote some of those songs. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that it's as deep, like it's one of those where, you know, you think about, I was talking about this with my best friend Pauline about R. Kelly and I Believe I Can Fly about how it sucks that we have to cancel all of R. Kelly's music. I mean, I agree with it because he's a piece of garbage, but, you know, he has some great songs and like, I was like, but it's so interesting that he has so many songwriting credits when he's supposedly like illiterate. And she was like, but have you ever like really looked at the lyrics of any of his song? And honestly, if you go to look at the lyrics of I Believe I Can Fly, they're pretty simplistic. It's just very, <laughs> yeah. pretty simplistic. It's like the definition of a basic song. Yeah, like, it, just look at that and uh, the, what's the one he wrote for Michael Jackson? Uh, you Are Not Alone. Uh, like, the chorus of You Are Not Alone is, you are not alone, I am here with you, though you're far away, I am here to stay. Like, I feel like that's something you, when you are in eighth grade and you have a creative writing assignment, that's the chorus of You Are uh, Not Alone. I don't remember the chorus. Just think about it. Like, I you, never really liked that song. Really? Yeah. I like that song. That was a tough one to part with, but I can't listen to it now. Like, especially because Michael, Jack- Michael Jackson and R. Kelly together on a track. Oh, gosh. Where was I? Oh, so Tamara, however she pronounces it, brings him to a couch on the inside he tells us that she's physically one of the most beautiful women he's ever looked at which i feel like is very high praise given i'm sure he's gotten his fair share of like models and yeah yeah also i don't know what the mother of his daughters looks like but his daughters are beautiful so like they're like he's always trying to promote them to be like sports illustrated whatever Mm -hmm. which i was like i don't know how i mean granted my dad's dead so i don't really know how I'd feel about it if like I was in that scenario and he was doing that for me. But I don't know. It's just weird. Try to get him famous. Get that money. Yeah. But they are stunning. I'll absolutely give them that. He asks her what like what she's into. You know, does she like to party? Does she stay home? And she goes, you know, I just think that when you're happy, you're happy. And I think that you know what you want. And I don't know. I think a lot of different things. That was verbatim, by the way. Like, I was reading exactly what she said. it's not like a fucking edit either, which is kind of like... Nope, she's just not saying anything. She seemed pretty drunk, I guess. That right? It has to be that. I'm intrigued. She's someone I'm intrigued to see how the rest of the season... I don't know if she's on one more episode, too. I don't remember, honestly. uh, Yeah, I don't remember eventually when she goes home. I have a feeling she makes it, like, midway, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. Brett says in one of talking one of several talking heads of this nature that he's like, wow, she's beautiful, but 
holy shit, are you dumb? That's not what he says verbatim, but that's generally that's what the he gist means. of That's it. what he wants to say. You know, yeah. he's like, he's like, I'm not understand, like, sure she's understanding the words that are coming out of my mouth. And he's like doing like a hand puppet kind of motion. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't think she's Yeah, her like answers here. are all over the place. Yeah, he's like, oh, like, do you feel like it's weird being in this situation? You know, I mean, it has to she, be. As well, we situations said. are weird. She goes, and she, this looks, one is she looks completely zoned out, like, to the point that she, it looks like she's stoned, like, on weed. That's like, she looks not even just like, the, or like fucking pain pills or That's something. That's the thing is, like, I think a couple of these ladies are on pain pills. Maybe. <laughs> one in particular, but we'll get to her shortly. So she looks zoned the fuck out and she's like, I don't know the details. I don't know the amount of time or the extent of anything, but I get it. <laughs> it's that was her response to, is this a weird situation? Do you feel weird being in this situation? She goes, I don't know the details. I don't know the amount of time or the extent of anything, but I get it. Brett then says in a talking head, he's like, I got worried, but then I looked at her body and I wasn't worried anymore. He also tells her that she has sexy feet. And he says in a talking head that he was willing to excuse the fact that we couldn't hold a conversation because I felt that eventually we would find a way to communicate. I would like to hear he's her talk when she's not like he's drunk. He's basically or... taken the Little Mermaid approach to this woman. <laughs> Just being like, we really can't talk to each other, but I'm sure she's hot enough. <laughs> but that I think we'll you're hot, so yeah. Your looks will get you by for now. Oh my gosh. And then this was the most confusing where because I guess he got kind of tired of talking to her after a while because she's like not giving him anything to work with. So he's like, oh, so you want to like go and mingle with like everybody else? And she's like, I'm like, Brett, girl. That's what she fucking says. I don't even know what that means. And he's just like, I wish I could put like a picture of your face right now. I don't know. In like insert it right now just so everyone can see the oh my nobody God. needs to see me right now the look <laughs> it's, it's for the best it was no there's more the face imagine me making. as stunning as humanly possible and not in this current state that i'm in <laughs> then we get to tiffany she's like digging around behind the bar saying something about alcohol killing germs in this scenario she says that she Got in after everybody else had already been drinking and felt like she needed to catch up. Big I, mistake. I, I mean, Mike knows from personal experience. Yes, I do. Many a time. Trust me when I say I don't believe that people were that drunk. I think that she thought that they were drunker. And she also she's the one that I think was definitely on some kind of pills. Yeah, I could definitely that she see should that. not be mixing alcohol with whatever fucking medication she was on. Yeah. And she is doing it. No, anyway. Something was going on here. It was rough. So she's trying to open up uh, the foil on the on a champagne bottle with her teeth. And the other ladies are just already like, she is not the one. Like, we don't fuck with her at all. She gets in a group of them, like, walks up to them and goes to cheers. And she's like, hi, I'm Tiffany and I'm an alcoholic. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> she then lifts, I think Raven it was. She lifts Raven up from in between her legs, oh, like was, in like a half Raven Nelson da- kind Dallas. of. No, it was definitely, it was Raven because Dallas. Oh, but then she puts her on the pool table or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like she's trying to fuck her. Like she's got her leg up in the air. Like that was, that was a lot. And Tawny in one of her several very judgy talking heads is like, I don't know if she's crazy or a real alcoholic, but she's making a complete fool out of herself and pissing everybody off. And then there's just a series of scenes of Tiffany just slurring gibberish. (laughs) And that, and this is like the more coherent of what we get later on. 
So then we see Brett and Sam. So he's asking her, you know, she's like a little bit more emo looking than the rest of these ladies. She's definitely got a little bit more of that aesthetic. She's like straight edge, apparently. Oh, she was insufferable. I like because, you know, like everybody knows those straight edge people. And obviously I'm not shitting on people for not drinking and partying, whatever. I get that it's not for everybody or people have negative experiences. Like if you're sober and battled with addiction god bless you or beyonce bless you or whatever deity of choice i just feel like there are we all know some straight edge people especially during this time who are just like oh no i don't drink like i don't do this kind of stuff you know like i don't like okay that's fine you don't you're not better than anybody else holier than thou aspect right so that's oh she's like peak that in this so he asks her what music she's into and she's like oh i like you know pantera slayer tom waits he then calls her musical taste eclectic which i guess in terms of rock within rock as an umbrella like those are pretty i mean pantera and slayer are basically the same right I don't know shit about. I wouldn't say basically the same, but they are in the same category. Yes. Yeah. And then Tom Waits is obviously different from that. Yes. But he and calls I don't her know music taste eclectic. Oh no! I think it, I googled it. I think it's the name of a Pantera or Slayer song. Mouth for War. Yes, I googled it. It was a song. It was the song title. There's Man of War That's as not a the band. Album, is it? It might be. But either way, it doesn't matter. I'm wondering if she was saying, yeah, I just, in my head, I it might be. It I like be some the of their the songs. They were never one of my, like, go-tos. I don't really know. But he's like, oh, it's so cool because, like, I also have an eclectic taste. And I'm like, you're just naming rock, different types of rock music. It's not that eclectic. Like, if she was saying, you know, blues and jazz, but also, yeah. like, punk, like, also, you know, Tom hardcore Jones. rock, whatever. So then Brett says in a talking head that that is the first girl he took true notice to. Because she loves all the same music he does, and he she has a ton of tattoos, so I guess that's also his type as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I mean if you have the same taste in music, that's a good thing to bond over. So I'm not going to shit on him for that. She then points out one tattoo in particular. It's like a heart with banners on it that says "Heartbreak Hotel Elvis," and she's like, "Have you ever seen True Romance?" And I literally fucking rolled my eyes so bad I almost went blind for a couple seconds because this is when she officially became like not like other girls TM to me it's like, you're like doing the oh have you ever heard I don't know like I just I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie called like true romance bitch we've all fucking heard of true romance See, I don't know if you've ever seen or heard of the godfather right exactly it's like that but the thing is like to me also people that like she's like oh my god it's like my favorite movie Anybody who idolizes the couple in True Romance, you're like the the fucking hipster artsy version of the couple who stands Joker and Harley Quinn. Anyway, and if you like, this is one of those cases. If wow, you know, 93 you know. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, people fucking love it. I think Screenplay the- by Tarantino. Yeah. Director Tony Scott. Yeah. But basically the couple in it is like a very like toxic couple that people fucking stand for some reason. Gotcha. So he's, she, he starts talking about his tattoos and is like, oh, I have one on my arm for my daughters. And Heather grabs his fucking arm and is like, oh, that's my birthday. I guess that one of his daughters. She did a good job day. on, yeah, changing the subject to herself. May 5th. I mean, she did grab a little aggressively. That makes her an Aries, I guess. So mm. I think. No. No, I Taurus. lied. 
Oh yeah, obviously that's a fucking Taurus because my yeah, She's obviously because it's Taurus season right now. So our birthday is coming up. So she is a Taurus. That track. What does that mean? Y'all I'm not just whipping my hell. titties out everywhere. I. <laughs> it's true. You're not. Uh, so anyway, so he's like, wow, that's a really good connection. You can tell that he really does love those girls. Like he's, I feel like he, you can tell he's got a soft spot for them that like, yeah. that seems like his bond with a couple people, you know, like the, the child connection. So Sam then of course looks pissed that she got her time interrupted and she's like, although I do have to give her credit cause she's in a talking head. Like Heather intimidates the shit out of me. Like Actually, she, she's she got a very strong, a lot of people. well you could tell because like, I mean, I kind of glossed over this, but when they all are first walking into the house, Heather's immediately behind the bar, organizing drinks for everybody, doing all that shit. She like appointed herself. She the owns leader. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you can d- listen, establish, establish yourself as the alpha right away. I was just going to say she's the alpha female. A hundred percent. Nice. Heather says in a talking head, uh, he's got my birthday on his arm. It's a sign. <laughs> I guess. These girls need to recognize that they're not going to beat me. Brett and I already have a connection and we're going to be together. So they better watch out. They- yeah. So then we get a clip of the ladies chilling. It kind of seems like they're dispersing these clips in different orders than they happened in not- real yes. time. Yeah. Because we go back later, I think, and there's a group that is with that group that we just saw Mm -hmm. it's it's whatever it doesn't matter the magic of editing so we see a bunch of ladies chilling and heather has taken it upon herself to give everybody fucking stripper lessons and she's killing it i didn't i like i said i did not anticipate this being a heather stan episode and i can't vouch i can't fucking vouch for the fact that i'm gonna feel this way the rest of the time yes but for this episode we'll alone, if we are looking at it in fresh eyes, episode. I low-key stand Heather right now. Look at you. Just in this context, I don't know about her life outside of this or any of that, whatever. So we cut back to Heather in a different outfit than the one she came in. And I like I guess they made her put tape over her nipples, but she's got like a see-through top above that. Mm. And she's like in, I think, like a bikini bottom type, like underwear. And Winnie Hut Jr., Bikini bottom. Weenie Juniors. Uh, <laughs> Super Weenie Junior. <laughs> I can't do a good SpongeBob impression. You can't. Um, and so she's basically kind of giving everybody stripping lessons. And I was surprised Magdalena was like on board with all of this, considering how judgmental she kind of seemed. And mm. she was it was weird because we cut to this scene. Like the first thing we see is her counting out a dollar in quarters, <laughs> I guess, to tip her. But she's like, we have a lot of strippers in the house. We also have a pole. And I just, I was, I don't know. I was very impressed by Heather. And I mean, the fact that a lot of these ladies are strippers, I'm excited to see what they work with. And yeah. Nice. I mean, I'm just, I'm so amazed by strippers. And I say this, I feel like when I've said this in the past, it's come off like a backhanded compliment. But I mean it sincerely when I say I'm always in awe of strippers because I can't compartmentalize people being mean to me. And I, I, like I said, I feel like that sounds like a backhanded compliment because it's like, oh, so like people should just be mean to them. And that's like something they should have to deal with at their job. Absolutely fucking not. But if you have the ability to put all of that aside and not let your ego get in the way of trying to fucking take money from men, more power to you. That's why I'm bad at all my jobs is because I can't handle people being mean to me. So I am truly in awe. If you're a stripper, you have my unwavering support. A stripper stand. Yeah. Heather is like showing off a bunch of tricks for everybody and like all the ladies are in awe except Tiffany who's like you ain't shit you ain't shit 
And I'm surprised that Heather didn't come down and fucking beat her ass. But she's like, basically, it seems like she's like, okay, then you try something. Tiffany climbs up on the pole. I don't know why they let her do this because she looks intoxicated. And this pole is up high. (laughs) It's not like it's like ground level or like even on a slight platform. They're probably protected through some sort of clause in the contracts they have to sign, though. But the thing is, it's just more just like, why would you want to have an ambulance rush to the house the first day from somebody falling Makes good TV. It's just unfortunately it's unsafe. She was too fucked up to be on there, but she actually does a pretty decent job. Tiffany, Uh, she's in a dress, though. So her and she's coming down with her legs wide open. She basically like would get up on the pole really well, but like working her way down seemed to be like the issue. And we get some more slurred talking heads from Tiffany and Big John is just watching and he's like, there's always one that he let back in. I know you made this. Well, I was going to say he made well, the this producers, choice, but yeah. somebody made this choice. Poor choice. Then we see Brett talking to Brandy M and Jessica. Brandy M is saying she just moved to Vegas from Buffalo a year ago. And my first thought was she does look like the kind of girl who would launch herself through a table for her team. For the Bills fans? Yeah. Oh, the Bills Mafia? Oh, she was, she was Bills Mafia as fuck. That's true. And then do like the, that's not even the tongue out rock hand thingy Yeah, afterwards. no, doesn't she look like she's she could be Bills Mafia? Although hopefully she'd be successful and not be like one of those embarrassing videos where they like bounce off of it or like do backflips off and hit a car pain. instead. That looks painful as hell. Anybody that does that is, I don't know. Power to them. I say good for them. Yeah. Have fun. Just don't get hurt. She also says that she just started dancing now that she's new to Las Vegas and he's like, like well- stripping? Yeah, that's yeah. So everyone's a stripper. Wow, so a lot of them really. I are. mean, I mean, not that we're shaming or saying anything bad. It's just kind of like oh, poison is strip club music. That is true. So he tells her that she looks beautiful and that she looks like she'd be an awesome dancer. And he says in a talking head that he she's also another lady who really stood out to him. He says he's gonna call her wild thing. So I guess some of them do get nicknames. There you go. He just like thought he said when he saw this girl, he just thought like completely hot, nasty rock and roll sex. This is also the first appearance of the iconic Brett catchphrase. What's going on? (laughs) That's pretty funny. I actually forgot that he says that. Yeah, it's so good. I love that. Brandy M then says she's a Scorpio, which means that she's ruled by her genitals. It also means she's toxic as hell. I can say that Scorpio rising. So I'm toxic as hell. Brett says in a talking head that she was heaven and hell in one body. And he knew that this was going to be the right house to be in. He then turns his attention to Jessica. And I am convinced that she is an alien in a human body. Oh, my God. She has to be. You're such a hater. I'm not a hater. It's not hating. It's me being no, like this is confused. A it was, yeah. This, it's, I, I feel terrible that we still don't know her name. Tamara? Yeah. This was like Tamara. It's kind of like that. Like you get the awkwardness when watching, where you're just kind of like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like, she's kind of like I kind of describe it as like dizzy drunk. I don't really know how to describe it. Oh, this is the it's other. Like the nerves are kicking in when she's drunk. I don't or something, know so she's what's just going on with her. Yeah, there's because something. she's like, you know, I'm like basic girl next door. I'm a nice girl. I'm friends with everybody. Um, I moved around a whole lot. My mom was married three times and she refers to herself as a Jessica Simpson knockoff, which is another one of those like Paris Hilton where it's like there was this was an era of time where like women were trying to emulate being like that. It's like the male version of where guys were dressing like Kevin Federline. 
not even really but like i well side note because i did a little bit of a deep dive a bit of a deep dive on this newlyweds had been off the air for two years at the point of this show but obviously it was a really really huge show they were officially divorced like the show ended when they got divorced Mm -hmm. which side note i was reading about them in preparation for our episode i love the year 2001 that they had broken up prior to 9-11 but because of 9-11 they got back together I forgot about Wait, that. What? Nick Why? and Jessica. Because I guess like they were like the world was so uncertain. And in that moment, they only really wanted to be with each other. I, I completely forgot about that until I read it. Because I remember that from like the E! Hollywood story or the behind the music or whatever. I was like, oh, my God, they 9-11 did bring them back together. <laughs> so, That's such a weird story. Yeah, their their whole situation was weird. But they both seem like they're in pretty good situations. The only now. thing I remember is like he used to put his nuts on her head or something. Ew, What? I don't remember no. that. There's like one. Well, two. I things. didn't watch one. I know that she can't play golf because her boobs are too big. Right. But two, like, there's a type. Like, I don't know if she's joking about it or he is or someone says something and she's talking to someone. And I could have swore like he comes up, like opens up his short leg, puts her head inside it, and like rests his nuts on Ew! her head. It's hilarious. Well, we'll talk about. We have plenty of time to That's talk about funny. newlyweds when we get to. Uh, I love the year 2000 and whatever the fuck. Yes. Anyway, all of this to say, she is clearly trying to be Jessica Simpson. She's just accepted that that is her lot in life, but she looks, she does look like a Jessica Simpson knockoff. Like she looks like we got Jessica Simpson at the house. Which I guess she would make her perfect to be with 12 pack. She's the RC Cola Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Right. She's the Rose Art. What is Rose Art? The crayons that weren't Crayola. Oh my God. Uh, so anyway, all I have to say is that I was very jealous of her satin cami top. If you were a lady during this time or a dude or non-binary person who paid attention to that kind of thing, there were these satin cami tank top things that I could never wear, could never pull off because my boobs were too big and my waist is too high. Like, it's just, it was not a good look on me. Just, it was, I know, what would an episode be without me bringing up my own boobs for some reason? (laughs) Brandy M is like laughing at her because she's like, you can tell on her face, she's like, oh, this girl ain't shit, like compared to me. Like, I'm oh. crushing this. And she does a whole talking head about how Jessica's like so spaced out. It's basically like she wasn't even there. But then, like, Jessica at one point is like talking straight ahead when Brett is sitting right next to her. I guess that's like a social anxiety kind of tick that she's like not really like. She doesn't I mean, know when to stop. Obviously, talking I either. mean, obviously, a lot of people have issues with eye contact, but she's yeah. like taking it to a new level. And he says in a talking head, like, I feel like when I looked at Jessica, I felt this distance that I couldn't really quite explain. Like, she was kind of in the room, but not really in the room. Yes. She's, like, all over the place. And even Brandy at one point is like, um, he's over here. Like, why aren't you talking to him over here? And then we get a talking head from Jessica saying that she thinks she made a good impression. I feel, like, really smart. Like. But we get that one later, too. Yeah. I was... uh, then we go back to a group of the oh, ladies she's doing well. chilling. Yeah, no, I mean, wishing her nothing but the best. So we go back to the ladies kind of at large chilling and everybody's hanging out, having fun. And Brandy C is just dragging Christia around, basically saying, where's our man? Where's our baby boy? Like, like dog voice about a grown man. Twice your age, almost. It's the like, baby voice, yeah. So Faith, Faith is not with the shits. She's like, are you serious right oh, now? Oh, it was her? I yeah, thought it was I wrote Faith. Tawny. 
No, because the only reason I why it I know it showed it's... it on the captions. Oh, I thought it I could have sworn it was Faith because Faith had Faith had the dark hair but didn't have the chunky highlights. Tawny had the chunky oh. highlights. I I mean I could be wrong. I think I still, Tawny well, is also agree, in that conversation. I agree with what she's doing and saying here. Yeah, so like are you guys fucking serious? Like, right are now? you serious? Like because everybody else is just chilling, like having fun, and they're just like Brandy C is just screeching. And she's like, yeah, we're looking for him. Like, she doesn't even realize that she's trying to be shady. She's just like, I think yeah. she is, but it's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep going anyway. This yeah. is my character. Tawny, again, in, in a shady talking head, is like, the dumbest girls I'd ever met. Every time I'd be in a conversation, every time they'd come into a conversation I was in, I'd walk away because I didn't want to get any dumber by hearing their conversation. Did I just have a combo with Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, that's Faith says that. Did I have a conversation with Dumb and Dumber? And Rodeo laughs like it's the funniest thing she's ever heard. In Rodeo her life. laughs at everything. She's got a good energy, so you could be like, "Hey, Rodeo, knock knock," and she's already like, "Oh my god, that was the greatest joke I've ever heard." It's like, well, nothing happened. Right, yet. nothing. Right. Then we see Brett talking to Aaron, Krista, not Christia, Raven, and Bonnie. So Brett points to Raven and Bonnie, and he's like, "Oh, I want to get to know you two better," and. Raven does this talking head where she's like, Brett's going to love me because there's something different about me. And I was like, yeah, because you're one of two black people in this fucking house. But I think she technically means like in life, she's different than a lot of people. Raven then says uh, to Brett that she wants to be with somebody who appreciates people like her, which is, you know, what everybody wants. Mm hmm. Then Brett starts to respond and she basically cuts him off by saying that she's very, very intelligent. She has a lot to offer that people are too busy looking at her physical aspects to look at the mental and intellectual aspects. And Bonnie, wasted as hell, goes, or maybe they're just looking at your ass and fucking. <laughs> I love Amazon captions for this because they just wrote shushes forcefully. Like <laughs> Raven turns to her and just goes Shh! like like. Like, girls, shut up. And it was like, oh, well, damn. Rude. It was yeah, people. Brett's like, you know, Raven was very forceful and she had a lot to say, but she gets one of those like dramatic like, a time lot running on say. edit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm I'm a very intelligent ponderer. And that, she, but she does explain that she came from an unstable home. Her father was really loving, but her mom was really abusive. She says that it's not a man's society. It's a wealthy person's society, which I agree and disagree. Mm. I generally disagree, though, because it is a wealthy man's society. (laughs) Uh, But she says she reads a lot about parallel universes, scientific worlds, uh, Cambridge University stuff. If you go to her Instagram, I forgot the name, but it is a disaster. It is just basically like Hotep bullshit on steroids like i said i think she thinks the coronavirus is made up and she says that she hates she's like saying something about black people aren't really from africa they're from north and south america originally and like the other kind of black people who are from africa she hates that kind of black people i don't know it's just it was confusing Sam is basically standing off from them, like just kind of like she's standing off a ways from them and she's like pointing at her wrists, like, come on, like wrap this up and, you know, whatever. She said, uh, Raven says again that she wants somebody to appreciate her for her mind. And then he does like put his finger up in her face, like, 
you know, like, wait a second. And she goes, but you do have a beautiful ass. Which you could tell in that moment, she's just like, did nothing I say fucking sink in for you? Like, holy shit. Then we get a really nice conversation between Brett and Rodeo. So this was like, a very nice moment. He's like, oh, wow. Like, again, he's like gushing over her body. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a personal trainer. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, let's get together and do like a full workout. So she says, listen, I didn't Google you because I'd rather get to know who you are like as a person. Which is cool. You also probably don't need to because you probably grew up listening to his music. Well, probably actually she was older than that. Probably she would have aged out of this. They're only five years apart. Yeah. So this was probably if she was five years younger, by the time he was like popular and stuff, I could easily see this being like she's in the prime. Yeah. She's like the age of like who the hell likes this. Yeah. So Brett says in a talking head that she was his first real true instant connection. Oh, because they talk about the fact that they have kids. that She has a seven year old son and he's like, oh, I have daughters and whatever. I, I mean well more than that well no I mean well I mean I was getting to the rest of the oh stuff. I, I was just gonna was say saying, yo this well, woman no, has says, been through some shit well he says before we get to the rest of the stuff that bonds them like this is what he says alone like was the mm. basis of their bond which I mean I think is nice the, I mean he certainly seems like a better dad than Flav yeah there's really like no I mean I would, it's also not hard to be like if you I don't know give a shit about your kids at all you seem like a better dad than Flav so, so the bar is pretty low Based on what we've seen. She also then says that she used to be paralyzed and in a wheelchair. She tells us and him that she was a platform diver and she broke her feet. I didn't really understand how she was paralyzed. Like if she was I, actually paralyzed. I think paralyzed, she meant it as she can't walk. She couldn't walk. Right. I, there's, I feel like there's a difference. She was difference. in a wheelchair. There, yeah, there there's is. a difference between paralysis and not yeah. being able to walk. Yes. But I mean, we don't know her. We don't know any more details about this. It could have been more severe nerve damage. Oh, yeah. Of like course. That. Yeah. We don't know. She had to learn how to walk again, and she also said that she beat cancer. Yes. Which is nuts. I mean, again, she's only under 40. Good for her. That's impressive. Fighting. This is the first mention of Brett's diabetes, and we never hear about it again. He definitely doesn't like to bring it up. Real? Uh, I'm being 100% I sarcastic. sarcastic. Yeah. He fucking talks about it I look over for a second. Time. I see your face as you're saying it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So he says stuff. Having going through stuff like this make made both of them stronger people and clearly it strengthened them. Brett says in a talking head that they talked a lot about the struggles they had gone through to get where they are in life, all the thorns, so to speak, that we went through to get to the roses. God, <laughs> I was like, come on, dude. Really? He really loves bringing that up. Rodeo then says, but he talks again about how they have like an instant connection. He feels. Rodeo says in a talking head that when Brett grabbed her hand, she's like, I could just feel him like in my soul and like through the hand. And then we get like a dramatic slow-mo edit of like these backgrounds of like mostly bird themed for some reason. (laughs) But like we get these backgrounds of like romantic kind of settings. And she's like, I don't know if he felt it, but I know I did. Who did he who did she remind me of? Who did we say during the course of Flavor of Love where I was like, they clearly have a really strong connection, but he's just not attracted to her. And that's why she was not going to make it as far. Goldie? I feel like it was Goldie, but I also feel like it was somebody else. Dara? That. Yes, I think that must be who it was that like. They clearly connect, but he was never going to let her. No, it had to have been Goldie because it might have been. Well, Goldie made it towards the end. Yeah, but it, you knew it was never going to work out because... That's true. Like, when you've got... 
like tits and ass in your face like you she can't compete with that she's never going to be that girl mm. then we get another scene of the ladies all chilling tiffany is slurring at the bar and all ev- anybody who's around is just laughing at her and talking shit bonnie gets up behind her i couldn't figure out i couldn't find how old bonnie is but she's a little bit too old to be up behind her doing like middle fingers like bunny like you know how you walk up when you were a kid yes. you walk up behind somebody and do bunny or she was doing that except middle fingers the adult way i mean is that adult so you know i'm going through this kind of feeling bad for tiffany a little bit you know clearly she feels out of place and has been through it because she's you know clearly going through it right now all of a sudden now y'all i just want to preface this by saying that i don't feel super comfortable i know i'm i'm black but I don't feel super comfortable saying this word, so please forgive me. She literally You don't have to I say do it. because Just say I do No, it's not as effective. She literally screams out, nigga, what? And like fucking record scratch freeze frame. Like everybody's like, whoa. Because Dallas is right there and Dallas is black. And like it was kind of clearly directed at her. Yeah. Um, she keeps her cool though. Everybody else is just like, whoa. And Brandy M is like, well, no, that's not a nice word. And Tiffany, again, so drunk she can't even say the N word the second time. She's like, yeah, it is. No, what? Like, I, well, I like gasped. Like, I audibly, I didn't know that she like, said it. But... I mean, so I, that's the thing. I was trying to remember if during, I mean, because I remember that. Dallas ends up being the victim of a lot of racism in this house. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't remember this. Maybe it was because it was bleeped and we didn't know what she said. Uh, Even if it's bleeped, I think it's pretty obvious what she said if she was kind of getting I mean, I don't remember. I I would have to see how they bleep it to get a sense of what I could have thought that it was during the time. But I just I was shocked that I completely forgot about like my jaw was like on the floor that was another time where i believe you busted the door yeah open. i was like you I, didn't I can't say anything that. but yeah i was like oh You're my like, god you will see you will see yeah so dallas it seems like dallas can tell that tiffany's just trying to get a rise out of her and that she's like ridiculously wasted yeah so she's like at first not really acknowledging it and kind of, and it's like kind of laughing it off but like brandy m is pretty pissed and she's like simmer down that and that like was and then tony goes back to her like whatever and big john is just watching this now obviously we know he has shitty political views so i'm sure he probably doesn't have a problem with somebody saying the n-word like that but i mean just it was like wouldn't you in that moment like kind of want to diffuse the situation because like the fact that dallas kind of laughed it off was like an unexpected reaction because they only really the only reason he really steps in is, is because they all kind of look well, over because at it him. Gets to, well, it gets to a point where, like, Tiffany's getting... Like, there's, like, obviously, like, clear escalation yes. going on. First, Dallas is, like... She says something where she's like, oh, clearly she's not from America. Leave her alone. And that's what pisses Tiffany off. Which I was like, that's unsurprising. Just... So the thing about tiffany no. i forgot if i wrote this down at some other point in this but i realized because when she's saying she's from chicago she's like i don't know this uh, they she, they think they're from the south side they're not from the south side the only thing i can compare this to and i'm sure that if you grew up 
in a white area. There is probably a town near you. And maybe this is just mostly like a New York, New Jersey thing. But obviously it's not. But like there is a town that is a predominantly now like black or brown town in your area that used to probably be populated by some class, some group of white immigrants at some point that then fled and moved out. Mm -hmm. For New Jersey, or at least from Bergen County, that's Patterson. And there are women, you know, like if you even watch Real Housewives of New Jersey, Dolores and Teresa are from Patterson. And anytime they want to sound tough, they're like, oh, I grew up in Patterson because now it's considered this bad area. I think that Tiffany is doing that same thing where she's like, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And it's like before I guess it became like the bad area, the bad area, quote unquote. And by bad, we just mean like black and brown people moved in like you know so and like crime oh that's a conversation probably for another day my whole story with your sister and not that his sister said anything mike mike's sister and i were on the same side of this discussion with a racist cop but it was a whole it's a story for another time anyway all of that to say i think that she that's first of all why she felt comfortable saying the n-word yes not that any black person has ever given her permission but because she thinks that she grew up in this black area that she can say this stuff but also the fact that she's like i don't know it just reminded me so much of the way people talk about patterson for us but i mean that reference doesn't really travel well but i'm sure if you you know an area like this in wherever in whatever state you're in everybody's got one do you understand what i mean i know i see what you're saying it's kind of like i mean it gets into what is not systemic racism yes no it does pretty much yeah yeah Yeah, white flight and all that jazz exactly conversation for another time yes anyway so tiffany gets tiffany gets Or a little, we're a little bit of both, yeah, you know. yeah, we do dabble. Yeah. I mean, we're all trying to learn. I mean, uh, to me, like, I can't imagine watching the show and not discussing some of these microaggression type things. No, that's like, true. Like, we couldn't gloss over to. this. This no, is an important true. thing. Especially considering, like, you know, I've been in Raven's shoes before. Yeah. So. Me doubt. Yes, I've been in both of their shoes, honestly. Like, because there's racist microaggressions across the board, I think, between both of them. But true. doubt we see more of it from dallas anyway dallas uh, so tiffany gets all offended that dallas tries to imply she's not from america dallas says to brandy i think you should throw your drink in her face and get it over with this is the first of several instances and honestly she says it enough times i'm gonna play it every fucking time and i actually learned this expression because of this show because of Tiffany, and now I still say it to this day all the time. It is. Don't throw me on a good time. That's such a weird thing to say when you're about to have a drink thrown. The in title your face. of the album we just DiCaprio pointed. Yeah, at right. Ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> like that meme I put up the other day was like when the fire marshal says there's there was little fires everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> that show's so good. Everybody watch it. Anyway, Dallas is like, listen, she looks like she's 50. I don't, I'm not trying to fuck with her. Like, as long as she stays out of my face, we'll be fine. Yeah. Which is a pretty better attitude about it than a lot I of would people have. probably, yeah. No, she kept her cool. She played, she's looking at it like this girl is embarrassing herself. I mean, I guess because in her mind, I mean, I guess already. I could assume that in her mind, she's like, she wasn't calling me the N word. She was saying it out loud, yeah. which I guess not everybody feels like as bothered by it. I don't know. And it also kind of seemed like P 
people in general weren't as bothered by it as they should have been, but it was 2007. Different so. time. No, exactly. Nowadays, it would have been, whoa, whoa. Like I mean, obviously, there are, I mean, if TikTok's any indication, there's still plenty of people who feel fine saying it, but, you yeah. know. <sighs> so, anyway, Tiffany gets very hung up on Dallas telling Brandy M to throw the drink in her face, and then, but, like, isn't even acknowledging Dallas in it at all. She's just really kind of starting to fight with Brandy M and Dallas. Like I'm torn between being like Dallas has every right to be pissed at her and being like Dallas is also kind of everybody's kind of bullying her when she's clearly not in a good state. But at the same time, like how much can I really defend her for saying the N word? Yeah. You know, I'm not going Mm. to. So Dallas tells her to trot back over to the bar. The stable is over there. And Brandy M is like kind of trying to decompress the like decompress the situation. And that's finally when Big John fucking works, like says from across the room, hey, this is not the place for that. Well, he pulls her to the side. Great yeah, job, I, security. I let guy. you back in here. Don't make me regret it. Yeah, that was weird. And he sucks. Then we get a scene of Brett and Jess. I forgot her With name. With one S. But it, I've just... Because I know you said it earlier, and I know her name is Lauren now, but in my notes, I had to write Brett talking with Jess, an awkward picture girl. <laughs> I didn't... I never saw her name That's pop up. That's why I told I you, leave the, leave the guide up. The only way I would have... I wouldn't have known without yeah. the guide. So, they are talking at... Like, they have a high top table kind of set outside by the pool, and... Brett says in a talking head about Jess that she's absolutely stunning. Like, you know, when you look at her body, she is tight. Her Point. arms are ripped. Everything about her is sexy. So Brett says to Jess and to Lauren that it's really tough for him to try to hang out and, like, get to know everybody. And all of a sudden, creeping in from the side is Tiffany. And she, like, wedges herself in between Brett and Jess. And he's like, oh, like, could you give me a minute? Like, I'll come find you. And then she's clearly, like, fucking wasted. He's like, oh, you're going to be my crazy party girl, aren't you? We get another instance of... Don't let me have a good time. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put it in every time she says it because it's so funny. She ends up doing this, like, kind of, like, slow wink and just kind of stands a few inches back from where they were before. Just It was funny how she's like, all right, she takes, like, two steps back and just stands there so creepy. If you have ever seen Brides, if you hadn't watched this to catch up and are just going solely based on our description, and if you've ever seen the movie Bridesmaids, just imagine it's the scene, like, how Kristen Wiig's character is after she's had the Xanax and drank. Yeah. I'm Mrs. Iglesias. I, <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I have to go back and watch that again. Anyway, so he goes back to talking to Lauren and Jess, but mostly Jess because Lauren's like, I don't know, just like powered. She's there. She, she's powered down. That's the best she's way I can a, describe the way she's She's at a point acting. where she's like, oh, God, please let me be one of the ones who goes home first. Yeah. So uh, he asked them what they're hoping to get out of this. And Jess, Jess is kind of personality wise getting on my nerves. Why? Like she's a, relax. She is. <laughs> uh, she's a little bit like not like the other girls ish or she's like, you know, she's like, I don't know what I'm looking for. You know, like I'm open to anything. And I just I'm I'm. I like surprises and just, you know, if I get surprised, like, that's cool or whatever. She just seems the most real here. I don't know. Like, I I feel like it, to meet somebody who you're trying to date, like, I get that you want to try to play it cool and you're setting your, ex, you're tempering your expectations. I just feel like you could at least 
seem like kind of excited to meet somebody and not look like they're wasting your time. Like that was the attitude that she kind of carried through that conversation. I just read my notes for this. It's still continuing this where we obviously learn that he really, really likes Jess. Yeah. But then I go and now behind creepy Tiffany is Brandy C and Christia. That's how you pronounce her name. Christia. 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 I don't know. I think it was Christia. But, but uh, it's, it's like she's creepy right here. That it's like the camera just pans a little more. It's like, oh, they're here too. Oh my God. So Brett says in a talking head, like you could tell right off the bat that she was really smart, Jess, and that she had a lot of wit. But you could also tell that she's, you know, got her guard up, hand out, you know, she's standing social distance. No, no, I actually said shoulder distance, but I was trying to say, mm. don't say social distance. And I said it anyway. So sorry, everybody. She was standing shoulder distance from him. So basically, she's just got her guard up, which it's like it's an awkward energy to have to carry you into a reality show. Mm. I don't know. It seems like a realistic one, too, a little bit. But I mean, I guess it's more just like I think that the right way to go about having this attitude is something kind of like delicious and hoops where it's like you're kind of setting yourself. Interestingly, it was unintentional foreshadowing. Spoiler alert. Oh. Um, that, like, you know, she's got that wall up, but, like, I feel like she came across not as much as she's, like, I'm open to anything. She looked like she was annoyed that she was having this conversation. Oh, I didn't get that. Of course you didn't. I didn't think she seemed annoyed. But, yeah, so she's, like, I you think know, you're trying to also, make your own Then he also lines. says, she's, like, I'm confident in who I am and the person that I am. And if you want to be part of that, awesome. And he's, like... So then he says in a talking head, I got to be honest with you, that immediate wall was kind of a turn on. But then he's like, oh, yeah, I would totally feel the same way if I was in that situation. Like, it actually works to her advantage. So yes. I guess I can't really hate that he's, like, going to be totally interested in her because she doesn't give a shit about him. Hate is going to hate, 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 hate. Heron. Uh, yeah, so off to the side. Heron. What? Heron. What is that? Me oh, haterade? Me doing an impression of Tiffany. That's what you're saying? So off to the My side, uh, Brandy C and Christy are whispering to each other very creepily. Brandy C is then complaining about not having time with him and a talking head. It's and she boring. yells. Yeah, she so this was weird. So, she's, so then like more ladies start kind of flocking to the table. Mia, the second time of her being more aggressive out of yeah. the two of them, which she's is funny trying. now that she's got like this straight regular career, you know? And yeah. like this is her initial reality TV legacy. So... He's like, oh, you're going to come upstairs with me. I don't think she meant like the bedroom. I think she meant yes. like the upstairs of the common area of the house. So then Brandy C is whining from behind them. No, you promised to help. you would help me with pull and you didn't help me. And Brett turns down Mia because he promised Brandy C that he would help her. And Mia's pissed. And then Brandy C and Mia both start kind of tur- like pulling on him. And he starts to walk away with Brandy C. But then Mia's like kind of still trailing behind them. And then some of the other ladies kind of stop. It's basically like it was almost like a video game where it's like dodge the advances oh of these God. ladies, you know. The f- what is Frogger? Yeah, something like that. Street, exactly. Cars. Exactly. So Brett's like, you know, this is really weird about being pulled, like not just by individual ladies, but it seems like he's being pulled by like two or three women at a time. And he does this whole like finally he just kind of stops. And this was when like I wrote in my notes like big girl dad energy is that he's like, okay, so I'm going to spend some time with this and then I'm going to go to you next and then I'm going to do this. And you could tell that he's just had to deal with his fair share of like he's had to deal with his fair share of little girl fights. And you know what? I respect his ability to, you know. And is this what he calls for little or little John? I'm going to call him little John. Is this what he calls for John as well? Uh, No, I think that's later on. I think that's in a little bit. So 
Brett finally sits off in kind of like a corner of the yard with the Barbie twins. And then, of course, well, that's what they called themselves. That's what that's what Brandy C called them at first. Oh, I didn't know that was like a nickname that's Yeah, no, they, yeah, no. I mean, it's easier to refer to them that way Uh than to keep saying Brandy C and Christia. Just a lot more syllables. Barbie twins is quicker. And so anyway, so they're chilling, starting to talk and Tiffany walks over. So it's important to note that Brett is while he's talking to the Barbie twins, they're sitting on either side of him kind of in outdoor chairs. And he's got the chair turned around like cool teacher cool style, teacher. you know, let's break things down. Kids. So um, fucking Tiffany walks over. And sits in that same straddle position, basically, like, on top of how he's sitting. Which looks incredibly painful. I do not have a penis, so I can't relate. But, like, that looks painful. He also, like, is fully aware that Brandy C has had it and is being extra shrill and annoying about it. So he's like, fuck, this is going to cause a whole other problem. And Tiffany's being a drunk mess, so she's probably going to say something stupid and whatever. So Tiffany is like straddling the chair and like her dress is at her hips. Like it's pulled all the way up because you can tell that she's wasted and just doesn't give a shit anymore. And in the most 2000s comeback ever, Brandy C yells, um, being a slut was like way last season. (laughs) I was like, I haven't called anything last season in forever. (laughs) Like. That's a thing. That was a saying. Just be like, ugh, that's so last season. Like, it's like dismiss. It's like a dismissive kind of thing. I wonder if this is around when South Park made the Paris Hilton episode. Probably. No, I would say probably it was before this because Paris Hilton was already like super famous by this point. Hmm. So Tiffany is not just kind of sitting on his lap, but also bouncing up and down. Like, they kind of look bouncing, like they're grinding. fucking. Bouncing, grinding. She's doing a lot of stuff. Again, we get another... Another opportunity for her to say, Don't throw me in a good time. <laughs> Brett says in a talking head, Tiffany was kind of turning me on a little bit, which I have in my notes. Gross, dude. She's incapacitated. Like, how is a woman being that drunk actually sexy? I think he was just talking about. That's rapey as hell. The situation of how, like, she wouldn't leave his crotch alone. Men are cis men are so fucking stupid. We're, we're I'm sorry, creatures. you are so stupid that somebody literally paying attention to your dick is like enough to be like, yeah, I know it hurts, but like, don't fucking, threaten me with a good time. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> yeah. So he says, um, he's kind of she's kind of turning him on a little bit, but he also has a feeling that she may be trying to kill him. She's like bouncing up and down on his lap and they play like that squeaky toy noise, which I was like, this is so awkward. It's very weird. It was so weird. So then he says, I couldn't get her off of me. It almost became brutal. I then just included this as another iconic line of the week because it fucking cracked me up. He goes, she beat my penis to a pulp and I, you know, it was a dry, it was a dry beating. <laughs> oh. I think he's funny. I He is funny. Like, when he's... He's more... His he, talking heads are funnier than Flav's. Well, because Flav's, like, not trying to be funny. Like, Flav, you're laughing at him more than Brett's. Mm-hmm. Like, you're laughing with Brett in this moment. Yeah. So he finally, literally, like, lifts her off of... Lifts her off of him, like, with one arm. Like, literally, like, one arm scoops her up. Like, he, this was all girl dad energy just throughout... And her dress is fully at her waist. Like, her underwear is 100% visible. Her dress is hiked all the way up. 
The ladies on the other side of the yard are finally like, cheering that she's out of the way. Brett walks away from this whole situation and Brandy C is obviously pissed that she still didn't really get her one-on-one time. This is when he asks, like, where the fuck is Big John? And That's, he walks yes. up to the ladies and they're all like, who? And I'm like, who would he possibly be referring to except for the giant guy who's yes, also a part? The only other guy here I mean, outside of like film I mean, I guess crew, that's true because I mean, maybe they got confused in terms of like production staff or whatever, yeah. but like it's pretty clear who Big John is to me. At this point, yeah, you should know. Yeah, so that was funny, but like it's true though. Like, what the fuck are you doing if you're not like keeping an eye on him or actually breaking up fights? Like, what is it that you're doing here? You just went to take a and poop. And that's the thing. I read a quick interview with him and like. He did a lot of, he knew him kind of the same way that Big Rick and Flav met. Well, not really, except because Big Rick and Flav met through him being security on, security on a show, whereas Big John met Brett through doing security on Poison Tour. Mm. But there was somebody else that he worked with before. There's he a worked couple with a couple other people artists, before yeah. that. Yeah, so he's got like a career in this, and yet he's still so fucking bad at it. Anyway... He Brett says, like, you know, it really should have just only been five ladies. It would have been a very short rock of love, but it just would have made my life easier. Then Brandy C says to Christia, all I want in the world is just talk to him for one second. And then Christia is like, well, look, he's over there getting like whisked away. And we see me and Lacey kind of like linking arms with him. And Brandy's like, let's go chase after him because that's our man. And Christy is like, I, I know, just relax. This is what I liked Christy a lot because you could tell that like Brandy C just came up to her and was like, we should be friends. And it's like, obviously, she's not going to be like, no. It's yeah. like, you know, we've got stuff in common. You seem cool, you know, but you can tell that after a while she's like, I didn't sign up to get dragged around by the hand all night by this bitch. <laughs> like, this is not what I'm here to do. I have to say, too, that I found Christia on Instagram. I'm actually following a lot of them on Instagram. So if you go to at rewind love pod on instagram and check who we're following you'll find a lot of these ladies she i have to say i'm very impressed has a picture of dorian gray joke in her instagram bio who picture of dorian gray is a book it i i it's it's a book it's it's like a famous classic novel all right you could tell me more about it later i guess yeah it's fine it just if you again if you know you know like it's funny to somebody out there i was impressed by the fact that it's like a it's like a funny joke about vanity so it's just check it out it's funny brandy's complaining about it some more but she wraps it up with i don't feel like he loves me like i said this is just very new york season My God, one so just very new york, it's just very new york season one and i don't have the patience for it because either it's like you're delusional Or you're just like, there are other ways to go about wanting screen time than being irrational. You know, I just don't really have the patience for irrational behavior. We get another scene of all the ladies kind of hanging out. Tiffany walks outside barefoot to a group of ladies just kind of chilling outside and they're all just smoking, whatever. And Brandy M's like, "Uh, what's up? And Tiffany's like, "I'm, I'm asking you what's up. And Dallas at this point starts antagonizing her, being like, you need to go inside. None of none of us are going to talk to you. Like, we don't like you. And Tiffany is just slurring back and they're either like laughing at her. They're shaking their heads or just are like showing visceral disgust. Then she says something. She's like, you got Eileen, you don't know me. 
and everybody's like we don't know you because we all just met like three four hours ago and she calls jess jen by mistake and jess is like i'm not gonna acknowledge you until you call me by my name which i mean fair i just i don't feel i don't feel bad for tiffany but i do at the same time because i think just like she's clearly not just regular drunk no, she's like smashed. And at she's this point. like a little too old to be this kind of Yes. In this kind of state, you know? So I feel like you would think that people would be like not really find it so fun to pick on her. Plus, additionally, everybody's like ever like cause there's talking heads. I left out so many talking heads of people being like, She's so annoying, she needs to go home. Why did Big John let her back in? And but what nobody's realizing is that if you want her to go home, Stop paying attention to her. Yeah. Because you're only giving her more airtime in these interactions with people that's going to make producers be like, yeah, we're going to let this girl hang out for a couple more weeks. Yeah. So then Tiffany does a talking head. She's like, and I I swear to God, I'm not even going to do this justice. She's like, you know who's pissed me off? Everybody thinks they're from the south side. And they ain't. And just, I said, and then she just flicks a little something off her shoulder. She goes, later, Harry. They think they're from the south side. They ain't. What are you no, looking at? I have no idea of what you said. Exactly. Then she just basically, because she can tell that nobody's really going to give her the time of day. She walks back inside and all the ladies are laughing and making jokes. And Brandy M not only flips her off, but sends a fake fart in her direction. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We then get a scene of Brett, Lacey, and Mia He's telling them about how stressful it is to get to know them so quickly, how beautiful they all are. Mia also asks what he's looking for. And he's like, every night of my life is a party. Are you going to be able to deal with when there's like a party going on in the bus and you hear a girl screaming? Like, are you going to be able to be cool with it? And Lacey's like, yeah, that's been my life for the last five years. Like, I'm a touring musician. I totally get it. And yeah, so she's like just trying to connect with him on like the musician level. Which, I mean, I guess it's smart. It's like an actual common thing. Yeah. And I mean, I do agree with her when she says that she feels like she understands. Although, I don't know. I guess like seeing it happen to a guy you're dating versus like experiencing it in a different way yourself is kind of different. But she says uh, compatible, blah, blah, blah. Don't get more compatible than that. Lacey says to Brett that... She feels like if, you know, you're a chick and you're with a good guy and it's a guy that you believe in and you trust and he's on the road, then like, yeah, if there's a girl on your lap flirting with you, kissing your neck, like, I don't really care. I have no reason to get upset. I don't totally buy that, but... You got to play it in the moment yeah, here. Yeah, I don't totally buy it, but I guess we'll see. So then Brett says, basically, this is the first time that Brett kind of admits to us that anytime a girl is comfortable with him acting like a fucking dog, he automatically that moves her up to the top of the list. Yeah. Can deal with the so lifestyle. That's a cop out. I'm I sorry. Know. It's a fucking cop out. Like, basically, what you're saying is you're looking for a woman who has no problem. And if you want to be in an open relationship, you think you can make that poly shit work. God bless you, because Lord knows that shit looks exhausting. Like, it just looks... I mean, God bless you if you can make it work for you. But 
it just seems like he I feel like he's probably like a lot of guys where if he were to find out that she cheated, he would be like, how could you do this to yeah. me? But then if he's going around fucking, he's like, oh, that's just part of my job. I'm a rock and roll star. And I'm sorry, by the time you're 44, like groupies shouldn't still be like a thing you're actively trying to pursue. Yeah. Obviously, women are still going to throw themselves at you because I mean, he's not horrible looking for his age and this is pre before he got i think some work done and there's still just the obsession from that fandom yeah and i mean listen if you're single and you're trying to fuck like you know who who am i to stop you i just think the idea that he's like still playing that like it's just the rock and roll lifestyle card rock and roll for life grow up so he says that she stepped out immediately, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, with women like this in the house, we're obviously going to have a kick-ass time. Then he points to another. He Oh, and then he does a talking head where he's kind of like, and then I noticed a bunch of other ladies who are kind of doing their own thing. Lauren looks lost. Aaron and Bonnie are just, they look like they were robots that turned off. You know, somebody yeah. just has them powered yeah. down they for a little while. The wind up ain't going. Yeah. They're just like off, just like kind of like, you know, just chilling. So then we get Tiffany versus everybody else again. So we get a talking head of her slurring, being like, the other girls hate me. Now these other girls are composition. They drink haterade. I don't drink that shit. I don't care about nobody. Well, these I would say these women were a little bit nicer. Um, I wouldn't exactly say that at all. So really? she goes to sit on a chair that Magdalena was about to sit on. So in defense, I can see why Magdalena is like, what the fuck are you doing? So then Sam, I thought first, like, nicely is, like, trying to offer a seat on the bench. But then I realized that just kind of became an excuse for them to all be standing up and literally looking down on her. Mm. So Magdalene is like, so what is it that you're looking to get out of this? And Tiffany, in that drunk thing, like how we said about Jessica during the love is blind thing, how she gets to be that drunk that she, like, doesn't understand how a conversation between two human beings goes. Mm. She's like, what are what are you looking for? Yeah. And Fate's like, I think everybody just kind of wants to know what your goal is here. And Tiffany's like, why wouldn't I? Like, I guess, why wouldn't I be here? Yeah. And Fate's like, okay, so like, what are you fighting for? And Tiffany's like, what? What am I fighting for? I got eliminated for fucking Zomni. And they like do this thing where they rewind it a couple times and do different dubs. They're trying to figure out I mean, I can't. If somebody can speak wasted and i think i know what she was saying what do you think that she was saying because i couldn't figure it out she's mad and is saying she's pissed she got eliminated and what she meant to say was before he saw me oh salty saw me no but she's eliminated for fucking salty i think she meant to say like before he fucking saw me oh because that was her whole thing before she's like I didn't, i'm here now i never got to meet the guy oh, like i'm going home before he ever got a chance to meet me yeah. that well, was good I'm, I'm irish i can deal with the wasted talk sometimes <laughs> i guess that's what i think she's saying at least that's how oh i made it God. out of no, my that's head. a good that's honestly a pretty good suggestion because she's she does that we've noticed when she is slurring she'll like skip a couple and words. that's one of the she'll things she ahead. was most pissed about is like i never got to meet him he didn't see me yeah okay look at you but if somebody else has another suggestion because they were writing softy salty saltine i thought assaulting i don't know he didn't assault me yet yeah well (laughs) like what uh so you assaulted his penis it was a dry beating we have the quote (laughs) we have we have his word for it we have then like magdalena's kind of trying to talk to her but they add like a wasted echo kind of effect to make it seem like how 
you know tiffany must have been hearing it so she's like how important is it for you to be here and tiffany's like it's my daughter my daughter is what i live for and so faith goes if you're so concerned about your daughter why are you here which i'm like it's kind of mean but it's kind of true yeah I guess. Or are you going for him because like, you're just I'm not trying to, make a trying life to now I mean, for, I don't want to. Right, exactly. I don't want to call is her she mothering. A gold digger? I don't want to call her mothering into question just because she's on a reality show. But I feel like it's kind of different than when you're comparing. Like, I don't know. I don't want to judge somebody else's parenting choices. But at the same time, like you said, it's like, are you only here to secure a rich man yeah. so your daughter and shit can have things paid for? Which, I mean, Anna Nicole did it. I guess I can't really throw shade, but. You know, you got to do what works in order to survive. It's hard out here for a pimp. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of mean and judgmental. And especially because Faith is, like, on the older end of this, I think we established, right? Yeah. That, like, I don't know. Just the idea that she was being so bitchy and mean to these girls. Like, I don't know if at this age, and I'm younger than she is at this point, I don't know if I could be that mean to, like, drunk yeah, but it's where you, anymore. Uh, you know? It's the drunk... And I get that she's being annoying Anno- and you're yes. pissed off about it. Like, I'm not saying that they don't have a right to be annoyed with her. I just feel like you're a little too old to to not identify that she's clearly very troubled. And you antagonizing her isn't really going to do anything. And I do, like, and I feel bad, feeling bad for her because she's a piece of shit who said the N-word and has really gross opinions on coronavirus and trans people and the second amendment like it's just it's uh, i don't want to feel bad for her i just i guess i feel like i'm more annoyed at them for clearly like shitting on somebody who's drunk instead of just leaving her alone so faith is like really pressing this issue and like so basically and they're all trying she's like oh you know like trying to turn it back around on them like why why are you here you know and Faith's like well I want you, I want you to be here for Brett I'm just concerned about Brett and Faith like is really pressing this issue and like Tiffany starts to like cry and Faith is like if you can't handle this then like you need to be a big girl and grow up <laughs> and then Tiffany's trying to argue back but you really kind of can't understand her and she's crying and Faith is still like going in on her this is where I have in my notes. If you guys want her kicked out, then just fucking ignore her. The more drama you get her involved in, the more likely producers are going to want to keep her here. Exactly. That's it. So Learn Big, the game. Big John finally strolls his fucking lazy ass over. He's like, is everything okay over here? And Magdalena's like, we're just trying to have a psychological conversation, you know, just trying to pick her up. I love that my Big John voice and my Magdalena voice are the same. It's pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then so Big John, instead of telling all of them to kind of back off of her, he goes to Tiffany and he's like, you better fix your problem or I'll make sure you go home. And Tiffany, Tiffany, once more, but like I wrote tearfully optimistic, goes, don't start me with a good time. It's fucking ridiculous how many times she says this. Big John then says, problems are like assholes. Everybody's got them and they stink. Which it's like, that's opinions. Like, you're mixing up your metaphors. I've never heard oh, anybody. Oh, is that what he said? Well, no, he said everybody's got, problems are like assholes. Everybody's got them and they sting. Huh. This is why it helps to watch with captions. I'm just saying. So then he tells her to either fix them or you're bouncing. And then Tiffany says in a talking head, Big John, I would have killed that bitch. 
I swear to God, I would have. I guess basically what she, I at first I was thought that she was saying she was going to like attack Big John, but then I realized what she's saying is, thank God he stepped in because otherwise I would have kicked those ladies' asses, which I don't believe. Brett's having a conversation with a bunch of ladies when Brandy C rolls up in a tiny pink bikini. Now this that'll is, get attention. I mean, and it does. It, it does. So this is, but this is weird because this is the conversation where he's sitting in the group where he was talking to Sam earlier. Mm. So it's like interesting the way they cut and pasted this. So in her talking head, she's talking, she's doing the same whining that she's been doing all episode, but she says that she's got on Christia's bikini and I get the logic, you know, it doesn't fit her. So like it's tinier and whatever. Yes. Why are you wearing a stranger's bikini? Like why is your- it's her best friend? Thank you very much. Why? Why is your crotch touching a place that a stranger's crotch is touched? I'm not saying anything about it, either of their crotches. I'm just saying objectively, it's not a smart move. It's kind of disgusting. So she sits down kind of in the middle of them and- Tawny is like poking at her boobs and like says something like, oh, like they're really nice. And Brett's like, they are. And then suddenly everybody else gets kicked out. They're I feel like gone. it had to be yeah. a production move that like everybody finally yeah. like walks away because it's it's a mass exodus at once. So Brandy finally gets the one on one time that she's been after, except Lacey stays for a little bit. So Brett goes the ever, ever, ever so hot and lovely Brandy C. The heaving, well-implanted breasts caught my eye immediately. That was the line that I was like, that sounds like, that sounds like a bad, like, you know how the, oh my God, something like, oh my God. Was it the teacher in 10 Things I Hate About You when she's writing the erotic novel? Yes, but that one is like, at least like supposed to be funny on purpose. There was one recently like that where it was something like, it was something about like a man like clearly oh it was like that he didn't know a woman's vagina like a high he thought that the vagina is like completely closed off when a hymen is still there like he doesn't realize that like the hole is open the whole time yes. like it just it's funny or like he thinks that the hymen is like all the way like a fucking plastic wrap you know like, <laughs> like it's something I, I forgot exactly what it was but it's something like that where it was like oh my god you have never encountered a vagina in your life have you uh so basically that's what that line reminded me of the heaving well implanted breasts caught my eye immediately and i knew that we were going to have a strong spiritual relationship and brandy like you would think that now you finally have the chance to talk to him fucking talk to him and she's like you promised me and then it didn't happen and i was sad and Brett's like, well, I'm not very good at promises. Ha, 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 And like, to me, that's if you're trying to date somebody, that's not a good <laughs> thing to yeah. lead with. So Br- Brandy sees like, I've already learned three times you're not very good at promises. And Brett's like, I know that's probably why I'm single. <laughs> it's a good response. Though. Honesty. It is, was funny. If he's not going to be good at promises, at least he's good at being honest. He broke his promises, promises. Yeah. <laughs> Lacey walks away at this point because she's like I don't have the patience for this dumb slut like I just you know she calls her a puppy oh but the line she says here is fantastic what do you have it written down yeah no well well, mine is calling her a slut but she says if she had a brain cell it would be lonely oh yeah I like that I thought that was was really funny funny. (laughs) it was really good so uh, then it was like weird because they do the Lacey talking head and then we kind of pick up in the middle of Brett and Brandy saying something to each other. And it, it took me a minute, but I finally came around and understood because he's like, you're too much of a man to handle one. So he should have three. 
But then she can't really figure out the number of fingers for three. So that's like its own separate thing. Oh, I didn't see her hands. What you well, no, because then he's like, it's three. And then like, he's like, no, three. <laughs> so basically that she's trying to hold up the, I think she must have two fingers up she first. Can't, maybe and she then, can't do it. I can't do it. I Well, you have I an injury. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't realize that she's like, I should be the mean one though. Like I'll be the holly. And I was like, the holly? And it just, yeah. it, like, well, it took me a while to, because then I was Googling Brett Michaels Holly, because I was like, oh, is that's a reference to like an ex-girlfriend? And all I saw was him and Holly Robinson Pete in the finals of Celebrity Apprentice, and which then like really reaffirms to me that he's got to be a Trump voter. My dope, he bro. has to be. But then I like Googled Holly bad girlfriend, and then it was like Holly from fucking Girl Next Door, and I was like, damn, leave Holly alone. She was a good girlfriend. Oh, I thought she said the lead girlfriend. I thought that she said mean, but no, she could have said No, she wants lead. to be the lead as long yeah. as she's the lead. I think like, and I guess, I guess my thing that is like, like the an, Holly. I guess my annoying thing about, but the thing I got annoyed about this, and obviously I'm not here to shame anybody in like poly open relationships, but it doesn't seem to me that like she's trying to be the in a relationship with multiple girlfriends because she genuinely believes in being poly, it seemed like she just wants to live out her hey, if I get, poly fantasy. Yes. Like if she, I want the lifestyle I want, this is what I got to deal with. Well, no, I don't even think it's that. Like, I think she, like, saw something on TV that she wanted to model herself after. Like, it's like if you watch Scandal and we're like, oh, I want to be a fixer like mm-hmm. Olivia Pope. Oh, like Leah Michelle. What do you mean? Like, in, uh, Ooh, like, and I love you, now die. Glee is fucking cursed. We might have to do a whole bonus episode about how fucking that cursed be, you know, Glee just the is. Curse, yeah. That show is creepy. Toxic as fuck. So anyway, so Brett is eating this shit up because like it's literally so clear that he like, you know, as much as we say, you know, oh, you know, blood can only be in one head at a time. Brett is like the true living embodiment of that because all she needs to say, whether she means it or not, is the idea that he can date other people. And he's like, yep, that's fine. This is good. We're all good. you will stay for a little bit. Yeah. And Big John is just awkwardly standing there watching. He gave me such fucking... John Lovitz behind the curtain in Wedding Singer vibes? Not even. I'm reaping all the benefits. Yeah, like, he just gave me creepy, like, I'll take the leftovers kind of vibe Mm. from this. Let me know if y'all feel the same or if I'm just projecting because I don't fucking like him. Brett... Then says that she whispered in his ear one of the most sentimental things he thinks he's ever heard, and it really hit his heart. She would allow me to have herself and three other wives and or girlfriends as long as she was the lead girlfriend. He says he's not sure. He No, he says he thinks that he's great. He thinks that it's great, but he's not sure if there's enough substance there to constitute a long relationship. Then out of nowhere, we just fucking go to like pre-elimination yeah. shit. Like I was now like, oh. I was nervous. And it's like, oh, I was okay. like, oh. And I was like, is because then we see first like Mia and I didn't couldn't tell if she was packing or unpacking. But I was like, well, why are you unpacking if you might leave? But then if you are packing, then why are you? Why was your stuff unpacked? Like I was confused. Like you should have left your suitcase intact. So we get a bunch of talking heads from different ladies about why they're like why they're nervous and basically the it all comes down to like we didn't get to spend any time with each yeah. other yet we do see one clip of rodeo saying she's nervous which it's one of those cases where it's like if anybody has any reason to be nervous it is not it's you. not you're the Definitely complete opposite not you. yeah and on top of that she's sitting around in a bikini and she is like she is her body is slamming like i was really surprised because normally i feel like at by that age if you've spent a lot of time like tanning and are in good shape your skin gets a little 
wrinkly and like a little saggy, but well, like her shit looks she, pretty her damn well for herself. Yes. Then we get Brandy C and Christia talking about how they don't want to leave. It's pointless. Christia just looks really tired of Brandy C's bullshit. Yeah. So I was like, I, I low key stand. Sam said she's nervous because she's not like other girls, you guys. Um, in case you haven't noticed, she's not like other girls. She doesn't drink or party. And she knows that that's very important to Brett. And, you know, like, how am I going to connect with him if I'm not like the other girls? You can't be with him if you don't party. I mean, he, that's, it's kind of the same thing. The I feel lifestyle like with, would never I mean, work. I'm not going to, I'm not going to encourage him to be with her because she kind of just seems like she sucks. But it's kind of that same thing where we got to a point with all the ladies with Flav where it's like, these are personality wise who he should be with to kind of tone him down. Yeah. But at least I want to give Brett a little bit more credit that it's like, he has more potential to have that life. Like I could see him kind of coming around more to being like a little bit more mellow mm. as opposed to Flav who's out here still getting women fucking pregnant and not paying child support. He's got grandchildren older than this baby. There were babies <laughs> from the Flavor of Love episode 13 years ago. Those yeah. kids are in high. His grandchildren are in high school and he's got a new baby. That he's not having anything to do with. That baby's so cute, though. Tiffany is drunk eating a plate of, I think, pasta or mac and cheese. And she's like saying to no one in particular, ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Uh, she, in her talking head, despite being almost entirely incoherent, is the most confident that she is here to stay. Interestingly, we get the same elimination music. Did you notice that? No. I did it bad. Sorry. But all the ladies are lined up under this scaffolding that they have built inside. Bonnie is randomly drunk as hell in her talking head. She's wasted. Who? Bonnie? The one, oh, with, the, the one with the Gina yes. Davis face. That's right. Ma- uh, Magdalena says uh, she's got two people she thinks should go home. Rodeo because she's too manly. Again, with this She's fucking, not manly. She's Well, I mean, like, really, and this was an era, too, and I think with the... There's a lot of that that still needs to get undone in terms of body shaming. But, like, really, anytime women have, like, defined muscle tone, yeah. like, people are automatically like, oh, that's so masculine, Ugh, disgusting. Like, no, it's not. Shut up. And uh, she's like, oh, what? She's going to beat me up or something? And then she's also wants Tiffany to go home because she is, quote, a crackhead. Brett says, uh, he gives like a little speech like, you know, Flav does about how hard it is to let everybody go and they all have different personalities and it's cool and they're all beautiful in their own way. And but they only have 15 passes and there are 21 girls. So six of them have to be eliminated today. The first one to get a badge or backstage pass or whatever uh he says this girl has heart and soul and that he absolutely fell in love uh somebody he's got really strong intense feelings about keeping here uh he's got strong feelings and she's got a super hot body rodeo gets the first i was about to say clock but that's not right uh backstage pass. backstage pass she's obviously pass. over the moon gushing in her yes. weird sheer bottom gown and He's like, will you stay here with us? But then he has to clarify. He's like, not so much Big John, though. Like, he's my buddy, but he ain't that kind of buddy. I thought that was funny. Yes. And uh, his line, instead of like, will you accept this clock, is uh, will you stay here and rock my world? 
I did laugh too that she, my world. that she has to take her hat off to get the pass on. Yes. She has to like politely like take her cap off and whatever. Sir. Yeah. So Magdalena is obviously takes this as a personal affront for some reason. She's like, oh, well, now if I get picked, that's like comparing me to Rodeo. And I swear to God, I laughed my ass off because I already started having this in my notes about the fact that like you can't call, you can't shit on somebody for looking like a man when you have a deep ass voice. And literally her voice gets the deepest it ever was. And she goes, I ain't no man. (laughs) It gets like extra deep. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, I ain't no man. It's like, oh, my God. Also, like, this whole, like, manly discussion is transphobic as fuck. Like, the fact that she's even like, ugh, disgusting. You look like a man. It's transphobic as fuck, and we don't condone it. But also, it's just, like, pot meat kettle. The next person, he says, is he found this beautiful young girl to have lovely hot breasts. Heather. Like, nothing else about her. (laughs) She's got hot breasts. Well, because she showed him. I mean, I know. I thought it was a funny, clever line here to you. I thought it was funny. I shouldn't say clever. Also, but it was like funny. young girl. She's thirty-one. If somebody calls she's me, she's young a, to him. I mean, I know she's younger than him, but the only person who can call me a young girl is like a boomer. You know what I mean? Like somebody in their sixties. Yeah. If like you're ten years older than me, don't call me a young girl. After that, it's Jess, Sam, Magdalena, then. Brandy M, who he describes as just plain out wild, nothing wrong with a little, nothing wrong with a party, but there's got to be a little bit more after the bump bump, which I think is his way of saying she's actually got like a good personality. Like there's more than just the way she looks. Although her bangs are really annoying to me, but that's, you know, I could take that or leave it. (laughs) Then Faith gets one. Tamara. I think it's pronounced Tamara, or at least he pronounces it that way, because I remember thinking it sounds like tomorrow. So Tamara. We're really going to watch it. We'll find out on episode two. I guess like I want to hear how she says it because just because he's saying it a certain way doesn't mean it's right. Then Mia, Erin. He gives one to Dallas who he says he needs to get to know more. I kind of feel like if she wasn't black, he wouldn't be sending her home. Mm. Tawny. Everybody cheers for her for some reason. I guess, I guess she's, she's the like fan a, favorite. Yeah, I guess. Like everyone likes her. She's the goldie of this season, apparently, despite the fact that she's judgmental as hell in yeah. her fucking talking heads. Then a lady who struck him right from the get-go that loves music uh, and he really wants to hang with. Lacey gets one. Then Christia, who when she comes up, he thanks her for breaking up fights. And she's kind of funny. She was like, I got the guns. And then in her talking head, she goes, I don't mind sharing. Like, you know, it might be a little bit of a handful, you know, but what guy doesn't like two handfuls? I was like, that's funny. You're like self-aware. Yes. That was a good joke. She's clever. So there's one pass left and he's clearly hesitating and it looks pretty genuine. I think it's kind of in that same flavor way, though, where he doesn't like to disappoint people. Yes, that's yes. So he's on the fence still, but he really has to get to know this person who he's waiting for a little bit more. He says in a talking head that he wants to get to know them some more. And he says, like, you know, a couple of them are, like, really beautiful. He goes, you know, like, Bonnie. And Bonnie looks like she is about to topple over. She is so drunk. Like, she's got that glazed over look in her eye. And she's just kind of smiling at nothing. And then Christia, who's only, like, smiling with half her face. Like, it's, I don't really know what's going on there. But it's not the most flattering moment for either of them. Like, I feel like it's that's shady editing where he, they're like, he's like, these two beautiful women and they both look a mess. 
but he, you know, says, but there's a bunch of ladies that he really didn't get a ton of time with. So he says, you know, the same thing like Flav always said, you know, there's nothing easy about this, making decisions when it comes to people's lives in a relationship. Then he says, he kind of like lingers and he's like, and then there's Brandy C, like in a talking head, he's saying this. Brandy C is a pretty girl, but he was annoyed as shit by her. Which I was like, damn, don't fucking, you know, yeah. tell, tell us, the truth tell us how you time. really yeah. feel. Like, goddamn. That's what I was trying to say. And yes, I know, me too. <laughs> Uh, but he, I guess, seems to like the fact that she's, or I couldn't tell if he liked or was annoyed by the fact that she was so aggressive. Yeah. But he was generally on the fence about her. But then, like, two seconds later, he's like, and then the last pass is for Brandy C. So he ends up giving her the pass, he says, well, to us, that because uh, she clearly wants to be here and she wanted to be here for me, which I guess you can't deny that. It seems it. Although, again, like, she's not of the age to be, like, a Brett fangirl. So that would be, like, me competing on a New Kids on the Block show where it's, like, I guess they were sex symbols for their time. They're in their 40s like, right now? But, yeah, I guess. Probably a little bit old. No, I feel like the book. Well, Wouldn't yeah. it be more Backstreet? So the Backstreet Boys. So Nick Carter was born in 81. So he's about to be 40. So I guess the rest of the Backstreet Boys are in their 40s. I would say New Kids on the Block are probably in their late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, because they were around before them. Bringing it back to Jenny McCarthy again. You know her fucking TikTok name is uh, Mrs. What's his fucking last name? Mrs. Wahlberg. Okay. I'm just kind of surprised. Like she kind of forged her own identity and now you just want to be Mrs. Wahlberg. That's it. Getting in on that hamburger enterprise. But oh, so what I was going to say about this is um, like that would be like me competing for a new kids on the block. Like it wasn't my era, but like I knew that. People had crushes on them, yeah. but it wasn't something that I could relate to because it was just before my time. So I don't I don't know. I don't really get it. But like I said, it's a lot easier to rationalize in my mind than Flavor Flav would be on any day. At his most attractive, he is not attractive. So then he goes into this whole speech because you think that this is it, right? Because he yes. said, you know, he's got to kick six ladies out and that's about it. So he goes into a whole speech about making mistakes and giving people second chances. And, you know, he's going to allow one more person to stay. Tiffany. Which is interesting because he says to her, I don't have a badge for you, but he took a picture of her. He just might only have 15 on him at the time. Well, no, I think they probably and did that for a dramatic effect. Ad, yeah. yeah, they had to do it for a dramatic effect. Of course. So he's like, even though you almost got into a fight with everybody in this place, like, I want you to stay. This is kind of awkward because Dallas does the talking head where she's like, well, obviously she must have sucked Big John's dick to get back in here. But she's like, but that's what she does for a living. And I'm totally fine with that, which is like if in a vacuum, it sounds like sex work positivity, but it's not. It's, not <laughs> it's clearly not. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I understand why she's got beef with her. But, you know, it's kind of like the same thing about Melania Trump, where it's like there's plenty to say. There's plenty to shit on her for. You don't need to resort to slut shaming. Yes. You know? He tells Tiffany that she drank too much, but he's done that many a time. You know, he obviously owes a lot of the ladies an apology. She's got two strikes and tells her not to screw up again. One more time with feeling. Don't threat me with a good time. He says in a talking head that he gave her a chance for one simple reason. I think somewhere in there was a good person. She was just wasted. Yep. He basically kind of like lectures all of us and is like, 
you know, who hasn't gotten that drunk that they made an ass out of themselves? It felt very like at the end of Don't Fuck With Cats where they're like, you made him be this way. Like you, Jeez. you're the reason why blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I was just like, damn, like, why are you accusing me? And then he also admits that she stayed because she was entertaining. And I was like, yes. ooh, breaking through that fourth wall. Letting us behind the scenes of how the sausage gets made. That means in terms of who's eliminated, it is Bonnie, Jessica, Krista, Lauren, and Raven. He tells them that he thinks that they're all beautiful and smart and, you know, just basically blames the fact that he's letting them go on not really getting a chance to get to know any of them. We get exit interviews with a couple of these ladies. Krista's a good sport about it. She's like, you know, I'm not really surprised. Probably could have been more aggressive, but I wasn't. Really? The you only know? one who wasn't cool about it was Raven. I Yeah, but she's not. The others were well, fine. You know, she goes to shake his hand really awkwardly. And he's like, come on, you said that you're like a cool girl, whatever. And he pulls her in for a hug. And she's like, as far as I'm concerned, he can kiss my blue eyed black butt with a smile. Then Jessica, who literally looks like an alien in a human body, cannot stress this enough, like literally just walks up to him and she looks like confused about how to do this interaction, even though two people before her like hugged him or shook his hand or, you know, like do something like it shouldn't be that confusing about yes. what to do here. And she's like, Brett seems like he cuts all the big boom, you know, stupid girls. And I guess he just doesn't like the smart ones. Um, I feel like that had to be a production fed line. It might be. Because there's no way that she could have walked away from that conversation feeling smart. Then we get, uh, we don't get any talking heads from them, but Brett says to Lauren, you know, oh, you looked so beautiful in your pictures, which I was like, that was unnecessary. Yes. (laughs) Because her pictures were the worst. Well, not the worst, maybe, but they were not good. So he says about her in a talking head that he thinks she's a really innocent girl and he doesn't really think that she knew what she was doing here. So it was probably for the best to let her go. Mm. Bonnie, it seems like he's the saddest to see her go because he's like, you are really beautiful and I'm sorry it didn't work out. And then that's it. We don't see anything else from her. Big John comes out with a whole bunch of beer cans. And instead of champagne, they crack open beers and cheers and that's it. Then we get ready for the rest of the season. Oh, gosh. We didn't watch the... For some reason, the preview didn't come up for the Amazon version, but we did get ready to I'm the bonus. I'm happy not to see those. I, I, I am kind of, too. I was, like, kind of surprised, but a little, like, a smidge disappointed, but mostly kind of relieved. Yes. We get a bonus scene where Christy is talking about... I couldn't understand if she was saying she wanted to get a Smurf tattoo on her butt at some point, or if she would have done it had she gotten a tattoo at 18 years old. I don't know. But I it just, was funny as we hell. Just know She's just talking about like up, yeah. Smurf tattoos on your butt. It was funny. She's got a good sense of humor about it. So that was nice. It was a nice little closing scene after a season of pretty boring bonus scenes. Yes. It's and nice that's the whole ones. episode. Not too Yay. bad. Good start. Yeah. It's only it gonna was. get messier from here. Solid start. Um, so how did you feel about who went home? I'm fine with who went home. The only person I would send Tiffany home to, I wouldn't yeah, do I the whole. Sent, you I wouldn't say. have. Yeah, I mean, like I know I said, it's going to create TV and all that blah 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 stuff, but it's a situation where it's like, I right, like she's embarrassed herself enough. Yeah, like Just you're clearly taking advantage of somebody here in the fucking who's. First place. Yeah, you're clearly taking advantage of somebody who's yeah. like very unwell. Exactly. And just using she's her not for gonna good win. TV. Yes. So, 
like I said, I'm not thrilled about a lot of her views, but I, you know, being mentally ill and being an asshole aren't mutually exclusive. So she seems like she's got some shit to work through in her life. And Indeed. I'm excited to see how the rest of this goes. I agree, though, across the board. Yeah, because there's so many of them. There's just at this point, get rid of the others. We also didn't get too much focus on them, but yeah, we had some embarrassing. Like scenes, I said, but... I feel like they only kept Dallas because they were like, you can't. Well, we have to. You have can't Lauren eliminate black both girl. black girls yeah. on the first episode. Exactly. Plus, I think like I don't. I feel like Dallas. I'm not a huge fan of the lip piercing or the way she does her hair, but I feel like if she presented herself a different way, she would actually be very pretty. I just, you know, yeah. she's also got like an interesting, very slim build. Like it just, I don't know. Like I think if she just kind of changed her style up a little bit, I mm. think she would look better. But other than that, you know, but it was a good episode. I enjoyed this a lot. I mean, I can only say this now. I'm sure I'm not going to feel that way in a couple of weeks. Exactly. But... By episode five or six, there's going to be other things coming up that are going to be very yeah. problematic and yeah. bothersome. Yeah. It's... Anywho, now, like, fucking three hours later, yes. I guess that's it, right? Pretty much. Rate, wraps up that. subscribe. Tell yes. friends who don't Five stop. stars, please. Yeah. You can follow the show on Facebook, Rewind the Love Podcast. Wow. Every time. I know. Rewind the Love Podcast. Then you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. You can find me at Mr. Feeney 519. Thank you all again for joining us. We're very excited to take this ride down. I don't know what to say. I don't know. We've, been, ri- lo- yeah. we've been riding down memory lane this whole time. I know. Not new. A new one. Oh, and also, please subscribe to our Patreon if you're able to give anything. Every little bit helps rewind the love podcast just search for it on patreon and there's gonna be plenty of fun bonus content for y'all to hear Woo. yeah i don't know do you have a rock of love themed goodbye for the audience well when we have guests kind of yes but oh. for now you all rock our world how about that yeah okay that's sweet i like that it works all right bye bye